Hi, this is uh, Dr. Alan Edwards. I'm uh, Natasha's father, and I've never listened to None Taken. I'm meeting up with Greg next Monday. Tim might come out too, not sure. Yeah, just to be safe. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Yeah. No, he's a he's one of the good ones, Alan. Good ones. Yeah. One of the good ones. Not Obviously. like Captain Tricky Dick or whatever, who's always <laughs> talking about Kazarians and saying and I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand your secret code for Jews. Like <laughs> fine, dude. Jesus Christ, dude. I think it just comes with the territory of like not buying main narratives, or at least like being curious of people that talk outside of main narratives mm-hmm. it just it brings these guys out like moths to a flame mm-hmm. it's fine because i think like most people you can sort of like set up your boundaries and then they can say their things where it's like i don't think you even mean to be as bad as you sound man like if this is what you believe you can leave out that other shit like that's what's making this so unpalatable right and some guys not some guys are just not, man. Some guys are Captain Tricky Day. <laughs> Some guys you know? not, yes. Yeah. That's, this is true. They're just going to have to say the wrong thing in front of an employer or uh, have their friends isolate them. I don't know, man. Still don't learn a lesson, right? Because it's uh, you're too bought in. Yeah, I suppose. At some point, you have to learn that, that words have consequences, I think. Oh, you can get the consequences, but I don't think people have to learn. That's <laughs> you're, you know, you're not wrong. yeah, you're I can reference you to the DMs, Alan. You don't have to deal with oh. the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I like the DMs most of the time, but there's the yeah. occasions where I'm like, okay, well, this We're is good. I know. And that's yeah. the other thing is like, I, I would much prefer people feel comfortable to share that kind of stuff. Cause it's like, good yeah. to know. <laughs> Just tell me who you are. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have a good show today. Um, Hell yeah. Oh shit. I should hit record. Good grief. All right. It's going to be um, tough, you know, wasn't a great week of news outside of my personal life. So, um, I think for once we, I say this every week, Alan, but I've looked at how many clips I have. I think we might get closer to two hours this week. All right. I deleted almost everything in the, isn't that something I was like, I don't know. That's not going to really lead into talking about Israel very well. I don't know about that. And then I was like, well, I got a clip of an old cockroach that I'll surprise you with that one. You like the cockroach okay. clip. Um, before we get into that, yes, I lost my voice. Uh, thank you for being here anyways. It'll probably get better as the show goes on or worse. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> have you seen the pictures going around of um, Joe Biden's brother, Frank, Frank Stallone? Hold on. <laughs> Frank, do you remember the old uh, Norm Macdonald bit where he, where he just thought it was funny that uh, Sylvester Stallone's brother's name is Frank? I do recall this. And he would just have a punchline where he'd be like, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. (laughs) I guess he stopped doing it because Sylvester was like, hey, you're hurting my brother's feelings. He doesn't really like it, and I don't understand why. And he's like, I just thought it was funny. If it's hurting his feelings, I'll stop. Good guy, Norm MacDonald. Very good guy. Yeah, very good guy. From what we hear. Um, So anyway, Frank Frank Biden. Biden, yes. (laughs) Those are weird words. (laughs) <laughs> Frank Biden. I want all second tier brothers to be Franks. <laughs> Frank Clinton, Frank Obama, Frank Trump. There's got to be a Frank Trump. There Isn't there a Fred be. Trump? Yeah. That reminds me of Fred Claus, that movie with uh, wedding singers <laughs> guy in it. Wedding sma- smashers. There's, I think, was Fred Trump his father or was that? That sounds right. I think you're yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so my favorite theory going around right now is that 
Joe knew that all this stuff going on in Israel was coming up from our mm. security services. Right. Um, and he said everything was all good to BB and told him, Oh yeah, you heard about that. Yeah. Just ignore it. Just so that he can have this strike come in and take the, uh, pictures of Frank Biden nude out of the, the gay cycle. dating site out of the news cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, his brother's 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures? I, I'm aware of the pictures. I haven't seen actually it? seen the pictures. No. You should look I'm, it up real. Just do, do it real really? quick. Yeah. Cut it out okay. of the audio. It's pretty impressive. Do you want me to? I'll pull, you know what? I'll pull it up. Hey, you know what? Alan, I'm lying. Present it? I already, I already had it. Okay. Let's bring it. Well, this, is, this is a reason to join the Patreon. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Pretty nice. Pretty nice, dude. I mean, that's honestly. that is quite the physique, honestly. That is, I don't look really that good, good now. I don't either. I don't have 69. that ten. I don't have that ten percent for the big guy money, <laughs> or whatever the little guy gets. I'm not sure. This man is taking supplements for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they're working. God exactly, damn it, sir. Um, you know, I probably should have saved this clip uh, for closer to Easter. Was I'd be? I was afraid I'd forget about it. Thrash sent this in. We'll start the show with this. You are baby. Fresh baked pie. Just for you. Where did you get this? I baked it from scratch. We don't have an oven. God helped me. <sighs> Joseph, please. You see how that sounds, Mary? Y'all let me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Are you recording? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Start a show. Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Boom. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> it's episode number, well, I don't know, 303 of Not yes. Taken. Where every week, my good friend Alan brings me some headlines and we talk to them at you. That's not the list here. God damn it. Two political nomads from two different worlds. <laughs> it's the Internet's only debate and current events show. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song, Ways and Means for Entry Music. And thank you all for joining us. The time of this recording, it is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. It's a great day for America. <laughs> we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland all the way to the Pacific Waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events, sharing way too much of our tragic, not so tragic personal life. Hey, y'all, you all, uh, y'all are ads. We don't have an ad budget, although we have started taking in some patreon money that's sweet sweet patreon cash join us on our patreon look for an untaken pod on patreon i believe the exact way to do that is patreon.com slash nuntaken pod yes. uh if you find anybody else that has a mountain dew logo let us know that's not it's not cool man other than mountain dew i meant none taken pod with a mountain dew you get it um yeah and help the people that help us head on over to slickitsdigital.com for all your seo and marketing needs uh alan hell yeah what is up 
What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope you all had a fantastic week. Um, I had a pretty good week, man. I uh, I know you have a lot to talk about personal life, so I'll, I'll get through my stuff real quick. But, but I have a lot uh, of notes. I, I don't know if it's all worth talking about. <laughs> I headed down to uh, Grover Beach on Thursday after work uh, to hang out with uh, OBD, our buddy Drew. Oh, yeah. My buddy Drew. He's our buddy. He's our buddy. He's our buddy? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, dude, I had a fantastic time down there the weather was absolutely perfect like you know the central coast is often just like foggy socked right? in yeah yeah windy uh dude it was like fucking 80 degrees sunny. nice perfect what did you perfect, were you perfect. on the did you go out on the sand like hang out on the beach yeah we went on the beach uh we went to cambria one day oh, nice. out there for a while yeah. dude that's so nostalgic for me like I, i've been there a few years ago but I, got, I lived there for three or four years when I was a kid growing up, and I still remember like where things are. A lot of stuff is still there that I remember as a kid. That's sick. Um, so every time I go there and just walk around, it's just pure nostalgia for me. And it was a beautiful day there, which, again, Cambria is almost always just foggy and cold, and it was beautiful. So really good time. Um, Andrew's dog liked me better. So. <laughs> I saw a picture. You woke up with a dog. Yeah, yeah, she slept with me every night, which was cool. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. I'd be heartbroken if Petro or Mitch. Yeah, I was that. like, sorry, dude, I stole your girl. <sighs> He's like, I think she just likes the mattress. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, tell yourself mm-hmm. that. Um, anyways, <laughs> no, we had a great time. Went to a bunch of cool restaurants, a couple breweries over there. Humdinger was great. Um, wait, wait, yeah, I had a, a question. Really time, I had a question about yeah. the beach. Yeah. What kind of sand do they have there? Is it like gray? Is it that like West Coast gray sand? Or is it white? kind of brownish kind of brownish yeah yeah I, and we, then like cambria a lot of rocks it's oh yeah. Rocky beaches. yeah we got used to it when we were down in pensacola where it's just that pure white i i, oh, I kind of realized i'm a white sand supremacist it's <laughs> I, I like it more sounds better I, on your I feet i've never like, heard those words in that order well, me either until right now that's nice yeah it I is think. thanks what's ember ember is a restaurant in um i guess technically a royal grande um, you know, all those cities right there kind of run together. Uh-huh. Like Pismo Beach, Gover Beach, Rio Grande, they're kind of all together. Oh, Pismo is um, that far south? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, literally, Pismo is like three minutes from Grover Beach. It's like oh, right okay. there. That's cool, yeah. man. You had a good little trip. Yeah, it was great, man. A oh. lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Good. Really good food and just good hanging out. For you know, for part of it, we just kind of like hung out at his place and just like watched some some movies and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you had time for that. Dog. That's a good trip, man. Yeah, dude, well, like, go, go, I got go. up there Thursday night, and I left uh, Sunday evening. So, yeah, it was, nice. it was, yeah, it was yeah. about the same break I had. I mean, I'd, I'd have a lot more flying in, which stresses me out, so I would have rather drove. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, dude, so speaking of which, so we flew to San Diego for Natasha's mom's alcohol festival. Right. Um, I don't think that's what they call it. Uh, it's the San Diego Spirits Festival. There you go. Alcohol festival. It doesn't take And uh, when I was at the airport super early Thursday morning, I swear to God I saw Terry Francona. You were texting me this as you was happening. The only thing, so he had the sunglasses, he had the glasses on, like the same frame glasses. Um, I had to look up a picture to see what he looks like now, and it looked just like him. The only thing that made me think it wasn't him is he was wearing a Boston Red Sox shirt and hat, <laughs> which I don't think he would do that to try to like be incognito. In a, yeah, that would be the opposite of what you'd think he would do. Maybe he's a lookalike. Speaking of airport, airport, airport people, I, uh, my, so I, I edited last week's show on the flight and I barely got it done. I had four hours to do it, but the whole time this guy was talking to me, this guy next to me saw me editing and, uh, turns out he's an audio engineer. Oh, he okay. like taught me even more about like mixing it down that I even know about. Like I, I'm actually looking cool. forward to applying that. Yeah. Um, that guy was really cool. Very- though. We talked the whole time. Um, 
So, wait, so what I did, I did give him a sticker. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm uh so, so first thing we do after we land is we go straight to in and out. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm at in and out and I, part of the trip is it's my birthday. It was my birthday on Sunday and they were talking about my birthday. Uh, it was my mom and Natasha and me at in and out and okay. <clears throat> sorry, listeners, I apologize for my voice. I hope it sounds fine too. Um, it's horrible inside my ears. The, uh, so, so Natasha is like putting together that my brother's birthday is like a week later than mine, obviously a different year. I'm, you know, uh, this is kind of like, see the opening sound. Um, so Natasha's like, she said the worst thing ever. She's like, well, what was nine months before October? What's going on in nine months before October that you keep having babies? I'm like, will you stop? We fucking stop. This is my mom talking about it. Like, uh, I was like, I say, well, it's February and I'm just trying to say it's probably cold. I'm like, it's February. It's probably cold. Natasha's like, Oh, Valentine's day. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I really think that some chocolate and champagne led to me fucking, I don't even want to. So I'm like getting through all that. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. This is gross. Traumatizing. And, And, but you know, Natasha's asking questions from my mom, like getting to know my mom even better. So she's like, so my mom's happy to keep talking to her, talking to her about it. And she's like, you know, as soon as I quit trying, that's when I got pregnant. And I'm like, this isn't, that's not how quitting trying works. That's <laughs> like, I don't think you understood like how quitting trying works. I hate the word trying. Like even as a kid, I was like, I know what you guys are talking about. Like, that's gross. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the word fire in the gully was said. I didn't appreciate that. And then I was like, can we move on? And, and Natasha said, yeah, let's just glaze past this. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Fucking verbiage, man. Oh, it was so bad. It was so fucking bad. I needed you to live through it. So. Um, glaze past this. Yeah, wow. yeah. Then we hit up the dispensaries, went to the beach, had a burrito. It was fucking great. Um, nice. Let's see. Oh, uh, we went out to dinner the first night I was there. With my uh, my mom, my stepdad, my uncle and his wife, my brother Natasha and me, and nice. I I uh, we ordered they ordered me one dessert, and I thought that it was I have one dessert and they all have to watch me eat, and they just <clears throat> fucking scavenged at it and left me like this mashup of ice cream and brownie. I was so it was horrible. Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> they massacred your was, brownie I know, dessert. It was horrible. It was like oh, this no. is my birthday. Um, I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but, uh, I think it's like an internet meme or like titties be farting or, Oh no, it was, uh, Tom Segura said, show me how those big tits fart. (laughs) I always just thought those words sounded funny in order. That's what he said. It was just like funny words in order. Um, Mm -hmm. but I gave Natasha a real big hug and I like trapped some air when I went to, and I think it like squeezed like between the cleavage. (laughs) She, I'm sorry. I love you. Well, why don't we get into something uh, something that will make Natasha happy to talk about? So um, the only person that was in on it was you, the listeners, and Natasha's sister. She, uh, I, um, I ordered a ring. It came in, and I snuck it down to the beach with us after the first day of setting up the festival. And uh, her, her mom tried to ruin everything because her mom was insisting her brother go to the beach with us, which meant everybody had to go to the beach with us. And it was just like... I don't care. At this point, I didn't care. I was like, you guys can watch. I don't care. I'm going to have an audience. Um, But her sister was in the loop, so she was running interference the best she could. The best we could settle on was she was going to, her sister was going to take 
her brother and anybody who was trying to go to the beach over to the taco shop and get some fish tacos and they'd meet us at the beach. So during COVID, there was this like private cove that we would always hang out at because they shut down the fucking beaches in San Diego. And, but they couldn't like, these are like in La Jolla, there's these like pathways between the houses. And if you know which one, it takes you to different coves. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were always popping during the pandemic and they were kind of busy that day too. But we, we head back there and Natasha's anxious because she doesn't know where we're going to fit 10 people. And, you know, I'm just trying to find the perfect place to stand to ask her the question. <laughs> and right, I right. get like halfway through my spiel and she's like, what if we sat over there? I'm like, then let's go sit over there. So we <laughs> move over to there and I'm like, Hey, why don't we walk down to the sand? I'm like, okay. Uh, so we had to set our stuff down up on like the reef and I like got down and finished what I, I think I even said, it was like, let's see, where was I? Just a little bit of uh, <laughs> passive aggressive. Yeah, just a little bit. Thank you. I couldn't remember the words. Yeah. Um, and I got down on one knee, and she had no idea. She didn't see it coming. Um, oh wow, yeah, that's the best. And um, she was like, "Of course." And I was like, "I need you to say yes, or I can't stand up." And she like her <laughs> knees buckled, and she was like almost down on the wall, dude. I had no oh. idea. I didn't plan on where I kneeled down at. It was like right where the surf was hitting. It was fucking. It was, it was, I gotta say it was romantic as fuck, Alan. Hell yeah. And, uh, some Gen Zers that were there, I thought everybody was looking away cause they were like tanning their butts. Um, <laughs> she came running up afterwards. She's like, I took a video and some pictures. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, was, I think that's a pretty big day. Natasha said yes. She that's did say yes. Man. Congrats. Thank Congrats you. to you and talk. Thank you. Thank that's, you very uh, much. Very cool. I've, I've, uh, watched you to, uh, your relationship grow as it began um and hung out with you guys and yeah it's it's very cool i'm super happy for you it's it's awesome she is the perfect person for me i mean i i'd recommend her for anyone i'm just glad she was available (laughs) (laughs) we are exceptionally really well together yeah absolutely and i uh yeah yeah we'll leave it at that um i'm sure we'll talk about it more as more things come up but um the show isn't about me and my love life uh, a little bit. I have bit. two little notes here. Uh, my stepdad at the alcohol festival, um, spirits festival, he wouldn't right. stop talking about how one of the vendors had lobster brisk. <laughs> <laughs> so were they circumcised lobsters? Is that, or, that or they were moving really fast? You know, that's brisk baby. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Yes. Nothing's over. I just need something to drink. <laughs> Uh, oh wow! All right, uh, and then on our way home, the Uber broke down. It was Uber fucking everything. Like not everything. We had smoothest flight I've ever had in my life. Like there was a slight bit of turbulence as we went through clouds to land. It's like okay, mm. I'm not gonna freak out over that. What uh, kind of vehicle was the Uber? Uh, not a Nissan Altima. It was a Hyundai Hyundai Sorento. Oh, he's like, oh, I'm not getting more than a thousand RPM, guys. I'm gonna exit and take you to Publix and. Then he got into the Publix parking lot. He's like, just tell me where to stop. I'm like, well, there's the Publix. Why don't you go over there? You're, this is your idea. Like, <laughs> asshole, you knew your car was bad. I have he even said so. He's like, happen. I saw this coming. I'm like, you did? And you went to work driving? Wow. Yeah, I've never bad. had that happen yeah. Uber before. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, it was pretty seamless. We got home. Got to see our dogs. Can we get into nice. our uh, comedy clips? Let's do it. Wait, wait. Before we do, we got to talk about the Patreon. I forgot to plug the Patreon. Oh. Didn't I put a note that said plug the Patreon? I thought you did. I guess I did. I think I had something I wanted to add to it. Oh, um, I, I don't know. The uh, Brido's book, The Perfect Amount of Wrong. Um, I think that'll, that'll be our first raffle off. But uh, we'll do weighted raffles based on your tier level. So it'll be like three tickets, five tickets for the top tier. 
um, three tickets for the second tier and one ticket for the bottom tier. And okay. you get a ticket every month or you get your ticket value every month. And then we'll hold a raffle when we get to a certain number of Patreon subscribers. We can start attainable, you know, like 20 or something like that, right? I like that. Yeah. I like the book as a giveaway, but we can do other things too. Um, let's, let's just keep that in mind. But um, I, okay. I, I guess if we don't have... Okay, for now, at 20 subscribers, we will raffle off the book. And I just explained the rules. And we'll probably yeah. have other prizes going forward because we can always do it at different milestones. Okay. I like it. I like it. Maybe I was reading the book today, actually. It's such the a greatest. good book. I couldn't fucking read it on the flight back because I had another talker next to me. Oh, no. Um, it's really good. And I listen, I read it and I hear Brido's voice. I know. I, like, as the narrator. Yeah. Because uh, I'm so familiar with his voice. And it, it is definitely written in his voice. Yeah. Um, which makes it even better. Like, all the stories are great. But, like, just hearing it, it's, 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 it's awesome. I know it sounds like telling someone to go read a history project, but... Go read his World Series reviews on his page, on the Patreon. They're so fucking good, man. They're yeah. so good. Um, okay, let's get into our... Uh, wait, don't I have a sound from when we have comedy clips? Let's get into our <laughs> comedy clips. Natasha said minimize the amount of times we play that because she was not a fan. Uh, <laughs> to start off with, I have... Who is this? Ian Smith comedy. Ian Smith. Oh. Ian. My friend Ian can get you a, a, a deal on a Nicole Miller. Uh, this is Ian Smith comedy. Uh, it's alphabetizing. Thrash sent this in. In 1641, the first ever alphabetized dictionary was published. The first ever <laughs> alphabetized dictionary. <laughs> Not the first dictionary. <laughs> the first dictionary wasn't an alphabetical order. <laughs> I, I said, the, fir- the dictionary. <laughs> the you know are. the dictionary? The dictionary! The list of words, of all the words! The first one wasn't in alphabetical order! It wasn't in al- What was it in? What could it possibly... How big a fuck-up is that? A group of people in a room like, right, this is a very important job, let's not get this wrong. Every single word in the English language, this is going to spread literacy across the country, we're going to be at the forefront of civilization. I guess the best thing to do is just shout them out as they come to your heads. <laughs> come on, dog, yes, dog, we're having that. Having that, let's get them in there. Them, get, fucking yes. <laughs> fucking, is that loud? Yes. That's it, that's it, that's it. I'm not going to keep doing the Taylor laugh. I love the Taylor funny. laugh so much. It's pretty good. It's pretty I'm good. glad you do too. Um, <laughs> and what I got? Oh, another one from Thrash. This is a uh, trans bathrooms joke because the world hasn't heard enough of these. Mm. A lot of people think that if you let trans uh, gender people into a woman's bathroom, it'll be a loophole for predators. You know. And if you think that, that means you believe there are guys out there going, "Man, I'd love to go into a woman's bathroom and abduct and murder someone." But unfortunately. I'm not allowed in there. (laughs) So I guess I'm just not going to murder anyone ever again. I guess I'm just done murdering people. I'm a murderer, but it says woman on the sign, so I... (laughs) Uh, That's uh, Rannan Hirschberg, R-A-A-N-A-N. And um, I think the Hirschberg part's pretty easy to do. So Self-explanatory, yeah. Find your Hirschbergs on there, yeah. Uh, thanks, Trash. Uh, oh, man, gosh, I've been waiting to play this. So best-selling special dropped on the 3rd. I still haven't had a chance to watch it yet because I've been traveling, but fucking not tonight. I got to edit the show. I guess tomorrow. I'll be watching that tomorrow. Um, 
Anyway, it's so good. It, like, as I've seen so many clips from it, I love this joke. Uh, ben Wonders sent this in. My mom is a pianist, <laughs> which was funny for a while. <laughs> <laughs> she taught elementary school music uh, for 34 years. And I, would, I grew up going to visit her classroom, even into college. And one time I was visiting her class. She had a second grade group in there and she was teaching him that song one two buck my shoe three four shut the you know classic <laughs> she has all the kids in a circle circles are huge in the music industry <laughs> and she's having them finish you know like one two three four five six she gets to nine ten and she points to this little second grade boy she says nine ten and he goes big fat asshole <laughs> I literally had to steady myself on the door for me. Nothing so hard. My mom was like, Jonathan, you go sit by the door. I was like, not over here, he's killing. <laughs> Nine, ten, big fat asshole. <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme. This kid's a genius. What was he just saving it up all day for Diane's class? <laughs> My mom. <laughs> uh, um, That's very funny. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Oh, and I got one from T Bone. It's uh, a fast T-Bone. food joke. I have a theory that every single religion has a fast food outlet you can compare it to. Christianity reminds me a lot of McDonald's because when they started, it was by white people, for white people. Then they were like, we customize this by country. It's going to be a lot more profitable. <laughs> Mormonism is a lot like Arby's because Arby's is a lot like McDonald's, but there's just something a little bit off about it and people keep offering you the meats. <laughs> Hinduism, my religion, is like Taco Bell because it's great when you're looking for answers at three in the morning. Uh, you got to shout some out. Catholics. Catholics remind me of an IHOP. They remind me of an IHOP because there's a lot of bread-based items. <laughs> But there's even more sitting and standing. What's that? Dre. Catholics twice. What did he say? What did he say? I don't know. I thought he said Dre or something. Yeah, I couldn't hear it. Ah, fuck. Catholics remind me of Olive Garden because there's a lot of bread-based items, but there's... But there's even more cheap wine. (laughs) Islam reminds me of Chipotle. Because normally it's great, but every once in a while you end up with this terrifying explosive experience that you'll never forget. (laughs) Catholicism a third time. Catholicism reminds me of Chuck E. Cheese. Because there's a lot of bread-based items. But the adults aren't really committed oh, unless there's children involved. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he had so far to go for that. I, the whole time I was like, you went with McDonald's over Chick-fil-A for Christians? But it was all just to get back to that. Well it done. Was just, it, it was worth it. This worth is uh, Raj Suresh. R-A-J-S-U-R-E-S-H. I'm getting good at giving the names out, Alan. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, this Bro, is um, an L.A. joke and like a Kim Kardashian joke. Uh, we played her before. This is Ginny Zigrino. Z-I-G-R-I-N-O. I know. I like her, too. L.A. You're going to like her more. Is like Kim Kardashian's butt. Okay, you got to stick with me on this. It's big. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. People want to get in there. <laughs> but when you take away the Photoshop, the lighting, and the plastic surgery, you realize it's just the place that shit comes out of. That's all it is. <laughs> Kim K fans in the audience? <laughs> She's not here. 
here. You're poor, okay? <laughs> she's terrible. Her family are garbage people, okay? The only reason she's famous is because her dad got off a guy named OJ and then she got off a guy named Ray J. That's the only reason <laughs> that family is famous. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Uh, She's when she said, full, uh, that's where shit comes out of, I think, you know, I was already on to the easy joke of, you know, they're full of shit, but right. shit comes out of much funnier version of that. Uh, oh, I found that one. And uh, this one is a song. So Fritz shared this in his story, and it's a, it's a singing comedian uh, singing a song about how he's just a normal guy. Just a normal guy, Alan. I wake up in the morning just like everyone else. I put my shoes on and some socks. I like to go to movies that are popular and listen to music that rocks. I like sports and beer and nothing that is weird. I cannot lie. There is a guitar. He's playing keyboard. There is a tenor sax behind him and I think three backup vocalists. It's a lot. This a lot of production a, here. This is an act. Hey, yeah. I like food and drinks, and everybody thinks I'm a normal guy. Well, I'm a normal guy. That's not the leader. <laughs> hey, what the hell? Because you're a freak. That's just not true. <laughs> you weren't getting close to me. Now you're being rude. You watch me in Ball and sport play with the ball and being shy. <laughs> I like food and clothes, and everybody knows I'm a normal guy. Well, I'm a normal guy. <laughs> we got some receipts. What's on that paper? Your point surgeon. Put that away. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I know. Horse on horse. <laughs> horse on horse. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, Tommy McNam. M- I'm going to say McNam because it's spelled N-A-M and uh, Way hasn't corrected me with pronouncing it. <laughs> Tommy McNam. Um, nice. It almost feels like a Vatarat joke, right? A little bit. I, I don't mean bit. to offend either him or Nick, but I, I would think a little bit higher brow if it was Nick, but not too much higher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen Nick Vatarat's bit on, I think it was on Conan where he just has like a giant scroll and everything's on there. Like his whole set's on there. I have. Seen it's that, yes. absurd. Okay. All right. Let's get into our segment. Um, man, I've never saw this and I thought I had seen everything on jeopardy. Uh, this is a category of football clues. The category was like football, right? And uh, very easy jeopardy questions. A couple of these you might not get. Let's see how many you get. Uh, nobody playing jeopardy got it but alex was still hosting and alex was giving him shit ah, okay. the whole time do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back alan pass option option option. option yeah option yeah it's an option play ryan <laughs> Uh, football, 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. Uh, Alan. Cowboys? Yep. 
Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? <laughs> Ryan, take it the up. best part is they left this whole category blank. Like the, the, everything else on the board is clear. It's <laughs> the only like, thing they have left. They're <laughs> like, nope, don't touch that. The 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. Alan? Fair catch. Fair catch. <laughs> Two clues left, Ryan. 800. These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. What you got? Uh, and they are called offsetting penalties. Offsetting. Yeah, you really Let's look it. at the uh, $1,000 clue just for the fun of it. <laughs> Jimmy? As Minneapolis's U.S. Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line. They took the Vikings to four Super Bowls. Okay, Alan, that's a tough one. I have to name the defensive line? It's, they had a slang name. Their nickname. Yeah, like the Broncos the had the Orange Crush. Orange Crush. Yeah, the Bears had their... Uh... The Bears. The Bears. I don't remember. Purple People Eaters. Oh, okay. You knew that. If you guys <laughs> ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Purple People they killed him. They killed him. He's, he died. Oh, he's too so soon. good, man. Too soon. God, I missed that guy. I know. I know. He was great. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, Slickett, for that one. Uh, Slickett sent this one in, too. Um, I'm going to have you. Why don't you Google what she starts talking about, okay? Okay. So if you're not black, just keep scrolling. Because if you look it up and laugh, it's going to be racist. It's going to be racist. I just seen a tweet on Twitter, and it said, look up what space movie came out in 1992. All black people gonna have the same reaction. I promise you. This was- All right, Alan. <laughs> Dude, okay, so I still had Frank Biden in my <laughs> So I added that to it without realizing it. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, speaking code, uh, buddy, because you can't, you, can't, you can't get our show canceled. How would you describe the title of this movie? Okay. Gay N-words from outer space. <laughs> you know what? Your microphone got really clear, right? When you said that, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I have not heard of this movie. What the fuck? Uh, I think it's a Dutch movie from 1992. So, um, yeah, they were still pretending to be the most progressive continent on the planet, except they called the soccer art. players monkeys and, you know. The cover art on this fucking poster yeah. is yeah. wow. Hey, remember when Europe used to tell us that we're all racist, but they'd call other soccer players the N-word or, you know, monkeys yeah. and things like that. And then, like, they'd have to have, like, special PSAs before like World Cup matches saying like, hey, treat people with equality. It's like, yeah, all right, but you know, shit on us. Then they dropped that and just make fun of us for shootings, which wow. that's about right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, let's keep the chuckle wagon going. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, if you can identify this sound. Wait, why is he hope? No. This is a guy trying to start a chainsaw. But he's holding it with the blade between his legs so he can better leverage the pull. Oh, this is not good. About 3% of our national population is retarded. <laughs> oh, my God. I just put it for that. That's the whole reason I'm playing it. Wow. Yep. 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 Um, oh, this one's an interesting t- statistic. So um, I guess someone in the UK, that they, they did a survey in the UK... And, well, I'll let him speak for it. Over 200,000 people in the UK poo in the shower. So a study in 2020 found that one in 30 people admitted to pooing in the shower. Now, if the UK population is 67.3 million, that means 
Over 200,000 people in the UK poo in the shower. Oh, how about that? What the fuck? <laughs> what is going on that you have to poo in the shower? Like... I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, uh, pee in the shower, sure. I love but... peeing in the shower, yeah. yeah I love great. peeing in other people's showers. Don't let me use your shower. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of bullshit, here's uh, some church stuff. So these, um, I got a couple church clips, uh, and they both complement each other. So the first one's a little, uh, let's see how much of this, um, I'll get the explosion ready. Okay. This is Gen Z Bible studies. After Jesus started live streaming and the chat filled up, he began to go off saying, W to those who aren't thirsty for this midlife, for they will have eternal life. W to those who take L's from this life. For they will receive an everlasting W. W to those who don't throw hands, for they will secure the eternal bag. Secure the eternal bag. They act the like they act like nobody said throw hands before fucking Gen Z. I don't. I don't appreciate that getting credit. That one actually bothered me. What the fuck, man? Uh, this is real though. That one was just jokes, just a cheese day. This is um, you've heard of uh, speaking in tongues. These guys are doing like. Uh, bad white rapping with speaking in tongues. This is just what the new Pentecostals are doing, I guess. It's a good drum. So this guy just looks like a white dude with jeans and like a V-neck that's slightly too small. And there's a dude next to him that looks like He's probably like the sober guy in the metal band. Um, he's got Dave Grohl hair and he's carrying like a scepter or something that he keeps kind of. Yeah, yeah, maybe an axe stick. even. Yeah. What? Oh, are, you they, think? are they like trying to speak a different language? Or no, they're doing that, that Pentecostal speaking okay, tongues, handling nonsense. snakes thing. Yeah. yeah. Got it. You it just sounds stupid because, right. you know, look at them. The generation. No, says the Lord. Not another one, says the Lord. No, says the Lord. You think you put a glitch on them? No, says the Lord. No glitch, says the Lord. I feel like this is Gen Z, too. Whenever you want, Alan. I mean, that was like some Klingon shit. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, Thrash sent it in, and I was supposed to... I think it's supposed to rhyme. I don't know. I think Thrash sent it in. I don't need to besmirch him. <laughs> Uh, do you want to hear the origin of the phrase steal my thunder? Oh, yeah, I don't this, know what that is. This kind of blew my mind. Dad, I want to say Thrash sent this one in too. Let's just give him credit. Uh, so I was like, what the fuck, man? Um, okay, here we go. Going back to the 1700s involves a playwright by the name of John Dennis. But John Dennis was a wizard with creating sound effects with just like household items. So one of the sound effects that he did, he wanted to make the storm sound realistic. So to make the sound of uh, thunder, he would have this giant wooden bowl with metal balls rolling around in it. The play was going for a little while and then got shut down. A little bit of time after that, they apparently were doing a retelling of Shakespeare's Macbeth. And whenever they come upon a scene that involves a thunderstorm, he starts hearing a sound that sounds like a very realistic thunderstorm. Boy, that sure sounds an awful lot like the sound effects that I created. There's a reason for that. They had literally just copied what he had done so that they could make very realistic thunderstorm sounds. John Dennis leaves very pissed off and saying, quote, damn them, they will not let my play run, but they will steal my thunder. Oh, how about that? Interesting. Yeah, All right. Yeah. 
learning new shit on none take these are the type of facts that get stuck in my head and then i like bring the mood down in parties but like everything's popping i'm like oh speaking of steal my thunder and then i'm like oh i am definitely going to say that at a bar at some point <laughs> in the near future yeah. yes that's gonna happen yeah. uh let's keep the uh um uh, uh well i guess i think i had this originally organized next to something musically or maybe this is the beginner yeah yeah i got two musical clips in a row so this one's about akadaka do you know in australia they call acdc akadaka I did not know that. Isn't it fun to say? It is kind of fun. Yeah. Our band should be called ACDC. Which one of us should be the singer? I don't know, guys. You could be any one of us. (laughs) Oh, how about that? (laughs) That's very good. Thanks. Thanks. Um, And, uh, oh, um, I saw this, too. This is another. This is our next musical theme. So is it a Padres game? The announcers start on some diversion about Blink-182. Don't tell me you don't know Blink-182. I'll be honest, never heard of Blink-182. Are you kidding me? Sounds like a fighter jet to me. Get out of here. I miss you. You don't know that one? I don't think so. How's that where you start? Not Josie? Right. Is this like very distinct nasally voice? Punk show? What is it? Rock show? What's my age again? There's a lot I'm forgetting. I wouldn't start with spoilers. You know, so he goes, where are you? And I'm so sorry. Now I recognize you. You do. You <laughs> yeah, got you it sound now. Just Thank like you. Yeah. Yeah, but- the spoiders. Oh, <laughs> I love the spoiders song. Uh, you know what's fun about watching baseball is during slow moments, you get things like that happening. Yes. If you have good broadcasters, they can make it very entertaining. Yes, no, that's very true. Hey, speaking of good bo- broadcasters, remember, um, is it Paul Hart? Remember Paul Harvey? Of course. Can you tell the listeners who Paul Harvey is while I get the clip ready? Now. The rest of the story. Yes. Uh, he would do like a three minute like story clip on lots of radio stations. He was syndicated throughout. He had a country. syndicated news. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, it was and- a very short clip, probably three or four minutes. And then he would tell you like the story. And then he'd be like, and now no, the rest no, of the no, story. No, 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 no. He would do a full news broadcast, man. Really? I only yeah. heard like the three or four minute version. No, he would do like, a, I think either 15 minutes or like a 20 minutes and commercials, you know? Okay, well, maybe and, when I was hearing him, it was post that. My, my I remember f- hearing it in the car with my dad. Like, my favorite part was this. Yep. When he yep. turned to the next. Turn the page. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, old timey. Um, I don't mean to upset Buzz, but kind of <laughs> like an older version of Buzz. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, always a punchline. Yeah, like you said. And now you know the rest of the story. And so stay tuned for news. <laughs> so I've got my favorite Phil Har- Paul Harvey clip, which, Alan, I know you know, but I just thought of it this last week because Natasha's mom gave me an interesting glass. Uh, I think it's a vase that has some alcohol in it. Um, it's like a bomb. It, I think it's a vase. It's uh, it's rolling. Wait, okay, into the Paul Harvey clip you're going to play. <laughs> you know the clip <laughs> so so this is um so natasha's mom always gives us alcohol when we leave the festival and she's like i have a very particular bottle for you that i think you'll like i'm like that's interesting yeah. and then there's this and it, i think it has a place you put the flowers here and then i think you could put another flower there right. isn't that weird commercially available very, yeah. very cool vase yeah it is a nice vase okay here, let's hear the paul harvey clip <laughs> where is it I had it open a second ago. Here we go. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news on Cullendon Lane, Jacksonville, Florida. Chuck Buick finally gave up. Chuck enjoys marijuana. So he decided to accept Paul Harvey's suggestion. He gave up. He went to the phone. He called me. He ordered 
a bong. Bong, that's a pipe used to smoke marijuana. I want you to hear this carefully because you're thinking about a Valentine's Day present for somebody you love very much. Quote, my marijuana bong arrived Saturday, and after I opened the box, I was in shock. My eyes were locked open wide. My whole house was now a concert hall. I went to the washroom, and even from there, it sounded like a real live lady singing right outside the door. <laughs> Quote, the last. with heat eating your ears, you're gouging out and tearing loose and pulling apart, gulping air and tasting black. Your windpipe is closing, and you've lost track of which way is out. There's a searing ember down your neck. Search, rescue, ventilate. Somebody's singed a kitten. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Quote, I'm listening to all of my old CDs again because I have never really heard them before. Now, for that Valentine's Day gift, it's not too early for you to choose a bong. If you're anything but happy with it, I'll buy it back. To locate your nearest dealer, telephone 1-800-282-BONG. <laughs> Um, bong. Bong. Are you got to isolate his little laugh and use that instead of the annoying one? Perhaps. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I was just going to do the somebody singed a kitten. That's my favorite line <laughs> in the whole thing. <laughs> Listeners, me and Alan have been laughing at that since the Don and Mike show days. Oh, yeah. Decades. Decades. Decades yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Connor sent this one in. Um, I, I have a note for myself, but. I'll, I'll wing it. Hi. Uh, there's a person who's been stalking me online, and they just showed up to my house. Okay. And they're outside now? Yes, they're knocking on my door. Okay. And do you know if they have any weapons? They have a bunch of camera people. Like, they're YouTube, they're YouTube stalkers. Okay. But no weapons seen? I didn't see any weapons. I just saw, like, okay. six guys in my driveway, okay. and one of them is knocking on my door. And the one that's knocking on your door, is he the main one that you said has been stalking you? Yes, he's a stalker. Oh. He's yelling He's yelling things at me through the door right now. Okay, and what do we know his name at all? It's Chris Hansen. I'll just be your secret lover. <laughs> hey, you know, he knows it's good for the show. Uh, yeah, uh, what do we got next? Uh, oh, I got a quick one to end the segment. This is a real quick one. Remember last week I was telling you that um, that kid Spin Tool 123 always gets kicked out of group chats for uh, posting anime porn? Yes. Oh, thank you, Way. Way corrected me. He said it's pronounced um, hentai. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes. <laughs> um, the, uh, oh, so he, he was asking to get led into the group again today. I thought that was funny. That's not why I'm playing this, but it is uh, probably why this lady's saying this. Anime is a prime example of why two nukes just wasn't enough. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that was on TV. That was a woman on the television. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't prepared for that. No, it's all right. Your mic got weird quiet there. Did it? I'm yeah. Sure. Like when you went, wow, it might've just been a gate or something. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. So I got two clips and then I got some, I mean, we're going to get into where, oh, isn't that something? Into, isn't that something? Um, <clears throat> I don't want to wait until after we talk of the left, the right, the Trump cult to just be like, Oh, by the way, Israel, let's, I mean, I think it should be in the first half. Um, that said, do you want to do two clips going into this? Do you want do you want a little Liz Trump talking about the state of the GOP and this cockroach video that I have? Let's do it. Okay, let's do both. Okay. Um, I don't think we need to play this whole clip because it's longer than I thought it was. Um, okay. But here's Liz Cheney, um, darling of the left, Alan. Liz Cheney. Mm. 
The Republican Party today is in a vice grip, in a cult of personality. And I had certainly hoped that we would, you know, see a time uh, when the party had moved past this. I had hoped that we would find ourselves after the select committee hearings, um, certainly in a, in a rational world after the criminal indictments, you would see a Republican Party that had said, that is not who we are. We're going to reject that. But that isn't what's happening today. And I will give you one example if, if you know, people doubt whether or not um, that's an accurate description of the Republican Party. And it's an example from the last two weeks. In the last two weeks, Donald Trump said that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff should be executed for treason. Mm-hmm. That got like no coverage. I read that clip and I had to ask you for clarification yeah. who he was talking about. Like, I'm not saying that it didn't get because once you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was in the news. Mm-hmm. But like he's just normalized his like batshit like divisive politics to the point that like that's the milieu that we're in. And it pisses me off because um, I think the survey said that the two words to describe Amer- that Americans use to describe their politics is divisive and corrupt. And it's like, hey, man, we've always been corrupt, but I don't feel mm-hmm. like we were divisive until leading into Trump. And, you know, yeah, I mean, certainly not to this level. I, I, I mean, part of the reason didn't get more run, I think, is because it's on Truth Social as opposed to like a, a, a more mainstream social media platform. And we're just kind of used to him going off over there and spouting out whatever bullshit. Truth, about truth, essential. Sorry, I'm a completionist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get it. It should have been. It definitely should have made bigger news. And when that clip played, even I was like, wait, I, I think I remember seeing a headline about this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I had to ask, and you're like, I think yeah. you were like, I think Millie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want to play more? A little bit more? Uh, a little bit more, sure. And the response from Republicans, with one or two exceptions, I think Mike. Oh, she's just going to explain what we already talked yeah, about. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's move on. on. Um, okay, so um, this next video, I've told you about this cockroach video for a while. You know, like just in New York. Remember, New York, remember the place where, you know, was. was See rats steal pizzas, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, check Rat out the size of the pizza is a meme. Check yeah. out the size of this cockroach. Dr. Kissinger, it's also 50 years since <laughs> Look at him. Doesn't he, doesn't that look like a cockroach? Like you just like opened up an oven door and you're like, "Oh shit, I'll never eat at this restaurant." It took me like 2 seconds to realize where you where yeah. you're going yeah. there and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I get it." You won't I'm die. A cockroach on the ground. No. Yeah, you were looking on the ground because the camera was aimed down, I know. <laughs> Uh, so this is an account that I can't stand, but Toaster turned me on to him. I love hating this guy. Midwestern Marks. Um, don't recommend the follow, but uh, you know if you like to watch things that bug you just to kind of kind of understand where the spectrum is, um, it's a decent follow. Well, I'll play a little bit of it here. Do you have any reflections no, on Pinochet? So he's commenting on it. He's not the person out filming it. Um, so he keeps asking about Pinochet. I'm a member of the press, That's a member fine. of the council. Sure you are, but we're trying to get him in his car. Dr. Kissinger, any comments on Cambodia, Laos, five decades later? <laughs> a lot of alleged war crimes have been documented by historians and reporters. Man, shout out to that reporter because Henry Kissinger is a war criminal who should be in jail. But also, there's no way that this dude has any idea where he is. That's why I'm actually going to stop it right there, because here's like everything this guy ever posts. I have a thing or two that I'm like, you're really opinionated and I can tell you're bright, but 
half of what you're saying betrays any knowledge about this because I wish that Henry Kissinger didn't know where he was. I wish he was suffering through Alzheimer's or ALS or something like that, but he is lucid and he still has his, like, it's, it's unfair. Everything is unfair about Henry Kissinger. There, there is no dementia and chuckles to, to fall back on there. Yeah, definitely a, um, an ugly figure in U S history, world history, really. Um, (laughs) I don't. I don't really know what else to say no, about you're that. Fine. Other than, well, the, I mean, can I? Sucks. Well, so one thing that is interesting though is, <sighs> me and you are both very like we try to live win-win um, sort of in a, a philosophy of abundance that there's enough out there in the world that like you mm-hmm. you should be able to find a way that you're satisfied and someone and the other party satisfied as well. Then there's zero sum people. Uh, I think another thing that comes along with being a win-win person as, as opposed to a zero sum person is that you, you don't, um, I tend to be more willing to let someone prove to me that they're going to do the terrible thing. And then once they prove their face, then you can start responding appropriately to that. Mm-hmm. That's Even like kinda, what you said about, people in the dms like you know you okay now i know who you are yeah we can move on from there yeah yeah, yeah exactly I, yeah. I think i'd probably trim that out of the beginning of the show but that's what you're referencing before we started yes. yeah. yeah um <laughs> the the uh see i feel like we're at this phase of of our history right now where we, that's been our foreign policy largely have a big stick right. but mostly be like okay you're gonna do that now we get to show you mm-hmm. china's made it really fucking clear what they're doing in the Pacific, you're, you're deluding yourself to say that they're just trying to just be what a normal country would be in that area. It's not, it's not, it's not America trying to compress them within that space. Yeah. We're trying to do that. You can see it that way. The reason it looks that way is because we are afraid of what China's ambition is to the rest of the world getting along. Um, same thing with what Russia ended up doing. Same thing with what's going on in Israel. We're about to talk about, um, once these people show you that, you would be foolish to keep turning the other cheek. Um, and I, you know, I've got the book, I got the book right here. I got a Scott Horton book right there. I'm not a pro war. I'm not a hawk, but at some point it does feel like we are getting the, the, his form of diplomacy that Kissinger's era mm-hmm. is a bit more of what we need right now. And I don't like, man, that whole thing was a preamble. So I could say that without being it completely <laughs> out of context. Oh, you know, I think that, one must acknowledge that there is truly evil in the world. And that's a weird thing to say, but that people who are willing to um, kidnap children and senior citizens and, uh, you know, murder people in cold blood for no reason other than their ethnicity or proximity that, that exists. And it's to your point, at some, at some level, you can't just like turn away from that. You have to deal with it. And sometimes that requires things that you and I would rather not have happen in the world. But we, we, you can't just ignore it. It's right. there. Right. So yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I guess we're hearing about it. And we'll, why don't we talk yeah. about what you do? So uh, let's start off our little, uh, little good grief. Let's start off. Uh, let's have a segment about what's going on with Israel. Then I do have a wackadoo as long as we can sort of take a breather, right? A little palate okay. cleanser. And right. I got a question for you before we go to half. But let's talk about right. what's going on in Israel. So um, yes. I think a good place to start is I was listening to the Bob Seska show today. 
Uh, Bob's a news guy. Buzz Burbank, his co-host on Once a Week, is a legendary newsman. You've heard him from episode 100 of None Taken. Mm-hmm. Hero to both of us. Um, a lot of people have been comparing what's happened in Israel on Saturday morning as as their 9-11, or at least right. this generation for theirs, 9-11. And in so many ways, excuse me, the... I mean, just as as someone who's outside observing, I wasn't in New York. I'm an American. Um, as a world citizen, I was exhausted. I proposed to Natasha on Friday. Um, we went out to sushi dinner. Her brother picked up the tab. Amazing. I was like out. We were both in bed by like 1045. <clears throat> My first news alert. I woke up at like five because it was I was on Nashville time. Right. I woke up at five and go to the bathroom and I just see all these alerts. The first news alert was 1105 the night before. So just kind of one of those, like, where were you at 9-11? I'm going to remember sitting on the toilet in La Jolla. Like, mm. that's not for sympathy, right? I hope I don't come across that way. I'm saying, like, this this is a... Um, it's a seminal moment. Yes, yeah, this is, a, this is a, quite a moment. Yeah. So a lot of people have been comparing it to this generation of Israelis 9-11. And here's Buzz doing that. That, without exaggerating, is uh, proportionally for Israel, certainly, uh, the equivalent of three or four nine elevens, yeah. all all at once. Yep. Um, uh, this is unbelievable. And if you if you apply it to ourselves, to the U.S., if you had imagined uh, the, the, on nine eleven, if it had been four times worse that day, mm-hmm. uh, um, is he saying it would have been what's that three thousand six hundred forty four? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's doing math there, or if he's just trying to calculate the impact i don't i don't know i mean it sounds like he was doing math can we just have a like a, you'll you'll hate me for this but let me do this anyways okay so you are the bastard planning 9-11 times a thousand <laughs> no you think so small you see i'm about to have an elaborate peace ceremony and while all the world's most important people are distracted here i will detonate the wmds which i have given to terrorists all around the globe it will be nine eleven times two thousand three hundred and fifty six. It's almost uh, the way uh, Trump inflates the value of his uh, condos. That's like I, that's my one Trump clip for the week. Is is that? Because remember last week I was like, was it three hundred or two thousand? And you were just it was three hundred. I was like, I know I knew I heard three three thousand from somewhere. It, yeah, he inflated the size of Mar the price of Mar a Lago by two thousand percent. Yeah, 2,300, I think. Okay, all right, back to this. Um, Thanks, Team America. You guys have a good time. Team Um, America, we're police. Yep, great movie. I think the comparisons to 9-11 are are more... But would you have to multiply it? You could have just said 9-11. Yeah. I am being a stickler on this, and we can move on afterwards, but... I think that... So the, the comparisons are more about the failure of the intelligence community to anticipate this happening... When it seems almost impossible that Mossad wouldn't have seen this coming. That's very comparable to 9-11, where it's, right. I'm sure they did see it coming. They didn't choose yeah. to act on it the same way our intelligence didn't. Or, if you want to listen to Captain Blankety Blank from my DMs, the Kazarians, Alan, the Kazarians. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we're talking a thousand Hamas soldiers just break through the fence and march into Israel, 5,000 rockets launched. These things take time. I think, they was it more movement. than five? I thought it was, no, no, that's, I think Hamas's number is five. I think Israel says 22,000. Rockets? Yeah. 
Okay, I, I believe the initial salvo was 5,000. I know they've continued to happen, but their Iron Dome system completely just, it was overwhelmed. I have a clip about that. It. I have a clip about that. Will it cut? Do um, you want me to play the clip or do you want to finish what you're saying? I'll just finish real quick. Okay. So I, I, I do think that um, from a an Israeli citizen's perspective, this is 9-11 and it's worse. Um, I don't know if you need to quantify that with a number, but it's, it's pretty fucking bad. And I mean... And the hostage situation is even even more difficult to deal with. We'll get back into the hostage yeah. talk. I, I have yeah. somewhat of a structure to how I want to talk about this. We okay. can, of course, you know, just naturally stray how we normally would, but sure. I'd, I'd rather talk about the hostages a little bit later. Um, okay. You brought up the Iron Dome. Uh, this will take me a second. Can you? What's Iron Dome for anybody who's Iron Dome is essentially their defense system that blows the rockets out of the sky before they have a chance to land and good enough. Damage. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, I do want to talk about this Israel situation. I don't think I'll do a country video yet because the situation is still unfolding. Right now, some big questions. That's what the guy's face looks like? Uh, this is habitual line crosser. It is? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, there's a big okay. arrow on his face. But I just always see him like a You see eyes and lips moving, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, try not to laugh. Sorry. First one is, don't they have air defense systems? Yes. Israel has David Sling, Iron Dome, Arrow. There's a couple other ones I don't know about. And these are very, very good air defense systems. But what we're seeing here is a complex saturation attack. Every air defense system in the world has a finite number of things in, in the air that it can hit at any given time. Keep in mind, when things fly further, you have a lot more time to engage these things. When you have short-range unguided rockets, you have a lot less time. Number two is the priority of assets. Every country in the world... Wait, do you want to talk about that? So what, short-range unguided rockets are somehow in large enough quantities a more difficult target? Just because of the, the, the window of time that you have to take them out. So the rockets, it, they're only in the air for you know a couple of minutes. There's not a lot of time. When it's that short range, I see. when you're literally firing... you know, From Gaza into south, right. south, southern Israel. Yes, yes. So there's just not that much time for the system to take those out before they have impact. And when there's that many, it just can't it can't take them all out. I mean, 5,000 rockets at once is just impossible. Is that Even how it was described? Rockets. It was all at once? I didn't realize yes. that, actually. Yes. Yeah, actually, if you look at the video, you can see them just fucking... It's a barrage. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Finite number of air defense systems, and they do not have enough to protect every inch of their land. It's physically impossible. So what you do is you prioritize them around things that are important, around military bases, infrastructure, things like that. So what happens is ultimately you won't have enough air defense systems to protect a lot of those civilian areas. They're going to rain down on houses. They're going to rain down on shops, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. So that's what we're seeing. We're seeing hundreds of rockets get thrown in all directions, and a lot of them are hitting civilian infrastructure. All right, guys. But we've do they've done that before, though. That's I guess that's the thing is, I mean, I guess the answer is not in this volume. Yeah, I mean... Israel routinely receives rocket attacks from the Gaza Strip from Hamas. And Iron Dome is like... Iron Dome generally takes care of it, mostly. Um, occasionally, one or two get through. Usually, they don't hit anything in value. Typically, you know, there aren't really any injuries or deaths from them. It's, it's Obviously, it's terrifying. You don't want to live in a place where yeah. you're getting rockets shot at you. But generally speaking, they don't have all that much of an impact. They're also not but, the most sophisticated, usually, right? That's right. That's right. But when you have this many at once, it's a very different situation. So there's a lot of videos um, over the weekend and in the last couple of days. Uh, I've watched almost none of them. I just don't have the stomach for it. Yeah. Um, there's way did not warn me, and it did not get a cover up on it. So just when I was scrolling, you know how Instagram will automatically play the video now. Mm -hmm. It it was just uh, 
there was someone shooting at a dog coming towards them. These are the videos they post like that. The person that did that posted that video, right? It was on his body cam. Um, you mentioned people celebrating, I think, well, sorry, you, you, you referenced to the people that were at the concert. Why don't you yes. talk about the concert? Let's take turns of this bullshit. I don't want to. So there was a concert near the border. Um, and there was a bunch of kids there, you know, thousands of kids there, kind of like a rave kind of thing. And, um, when the border incursion happened, when they crossed the border, they just indiscriminately started shooting people. And people were, were getting this. up too. Like it wasn't, it was relatively early. Yeah. People, they indiscriminately started shooting people. Uh, people were running. They took hostages uh, from some of these kids. There's, there's stories of families uh, watching, like tracking their son's iPhone as it's moving back Jesus. into Gaza. Gaza. Um there's a story. There's a guy who was on CNN earlier who was at the show at the concert and survived by pretending to be dead for like four hours. You know, it's just it's a horrific situation. They killed like 200 people just at that concert, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And who knows how many hostages? Yeah. They took. Yeah. Um, well, they're, so for now, they're saying that the hostages number is around 100 to 200. Right. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Um, some of them are like just tourists that were there. Right. There was. Yep. Um, and some, many of the dead were just tourists. Uh, yes. I, I, I haven't seen an updated number of recently. I know that the dead were for, from the initial back and forth was something was it like a thousand Israelis and 600. I think I, I, think I saw like 1200. Okay. Yeah. 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 And just crossing the border and just killing people, you know, indiscriminately, indiscriminately. and yeah. because, you know, we have me and you, we have complex thoughts on the state of Israel and what peace in that area can look like and, and how in many ways, how hopeless that sounds. And, uh, and we're very critical of Israel, but including their actions in Gaza, uh, actually I should say specifically, you could just isolate it to their actions in Gaza, uh, what we're critical of. But I mean, just there isn't a context you can provide and it hasn't been confirmed. I mean, I have seen it confirmed by the New York post, but I mean, the the story of something forty babies being decapitated, um, and neither I I hope I it's not seen true. that confirmed by a major news outlet. I hope either. it's not true, right? I like it, true. that would be good to find out it's not true. Um, that said, it's an environment where a story like that could spread because it was believable based on everything else that everyone's seeing, right? Like right. Let, let's say that was magnified. Say it was say it was one or two that they found. Say it was one. Say it was zero. All the other things going on around made it believable that that's what had happened. And you've seen the evidence that the people are showing of them doing it. Tell me what context justify, like make your point about why that was a justifiable act. It's not, it's not. I, I mean, so yes, we have been critical of Israel on the show. I am still critical of Israel. I believe that what they're doing in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank is unconscionable. Uh, I think that their occupation is illegal and should be over. However, none of that justifies this action. That, that and it just solidifies everybody else around that. People like me and you, right. they're pissed at them. It's like, right. and not to mention like the civilians that just have to live in Gaza because it is that prison that it is. Right. It's like Jesus Christ. Like the the these people aren't necessarily even popular. They're leaders. Um, they yeah. just happen to have power. Yeah. And this is on the anniversary, the 50-year anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, which is you know, obviously that was intentional that they do that then. Um, I think that 
Israel was definitely caught on their back foot. They didn't expect this to happen. They didn't expect their defenses to fail as they did, the, the, the gate or fence, whatever, to fail as it did, their Iron Dome to fail as it did, their military response. It almost fail feels like something was sabotaged. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm sure we're going to you know, learn new things over the next few weeks, but it was, it's, it's a pretty horrific failure of that entire apparatus. And the, so what's, what's really going to suck now is the retaliation. I mean, we have, they've got a free uh, hand. Nobody, nobody's going to say no. Yeah. And, and the um, number of people who are just caught in the crossfire, who just happened to, you know, they're trying to go about their lives, uh, living in a really shitty situation that are going to lose their lives or, you know, be injured or lose their homes or, you know, all of that is just, it's just horrific violence that's going to follow on this that was just completely unnecessary. Uh, you're, you're, just, you're right to say that that's going to happen because I think a lot of happen. people think that what Israel's done in the meantime, where they've been firing into Gaza, that's just like shaping, right? Like yeah. that's just, yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're drawing up, they drew up 300,000, I think. Yeah. So they have now 600,000, I believe, standing force, and it's likely they're going to go in on the ground, um, which is just, it's, it's going to be uh, house to house. That's super dense. Yep. Or they're going to say, fuck all that. Just. Well, and then the hostage situation, those hostages aren't stored in the central location. They're all over the area. Oh, they're going to fucking Russian theater this shit. Like they're going to spetsnaz it. They're like. <laughs> sorry, you shouldn't have done that. Those people are dead by you. You already killed them. Like, and people you know that, will get mad, but do you know that Netanyahu's brother was killed? He was a commando who uh, took part in um, t- taking back hostages from, I believe the 73. No. Um, and he was killed in the action. Uh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting calculus to keep in mind. Yeah. But I mean, the Israeli defense minister has, is just a Resigned? crazy hard. Oh. Yeah. He's a hardliner, hardliner, right guy. Um, he's, you know he's obviously racist. <laughs> I mean that's not even it's it's not even a question. And he said a lot of crazy shit. Um, and now he has a platform to say. I haven't heard shit from him since. I haven't heard oh, he anybody said these talking people about are animals. Oh, are gonna... oh, is that where that came from? Yeah. Oh, I thought gonna... I thought Netanyahu said that. No, that was that was the defense minister. Oh, okay. I think he might have said, Netanyahu might have said something similar, but he said they're they're animals. We're going to cut off their power, their their fuel, their food, all of that. Um, and they don't deserve to live essentially. So it's, it's just a shitty situation, man. It's, it sucks. People are worried, man. I'm worried. I'm worried about the U S getting drawn into it. We send, well, especially because Hezbollah in in Lebanon could get drawn in and then you have Iran and then there's a hundred thousand rockets in Lebanon that are pointing at (sighs) Jerusalem. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a powder keg about to go off, man. Well, we're, um, I'm going to skip this clip of John Kirby crying. Did you hear John Kirby crying? I don't think I did. Oh, well, I'll play it. So this is our, this is the Pentagon spokesperson or is that what it is? Sounds right. I, uh, this is on CNN, National <clears throat> Security I, Council, coordinator it, of strategic communications. I'm sorry. It's, it's very, <clears throat> excuse me, very difficult to look at these images, Jake. Uh, it, it, and the, the, the human cost. And these are, human beings, their family members, their friends, their loved ones, cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah, it's difficult. And I apologize. So they're crying on TV, Alan. That feels like what happens before war. Like the, he, he is the director of strategic communications. 
Like that, I I'm not saying that's not genuine, although it had crossed my mind whether it was genuine or not. It feels like I mean, we sent a carrier group. We sent a carrier group to the Eastern Mediterranean. I yep. saw something before we recorded that I think we're going to send a second. Uh, we no, only have that, eleven. Maybe. I only saw the first one. I don't know if there's any another, but um, we're, I believe we're also supplying ammunition. There's just been a nonstop flight and, and yeah, landing. Mm-hmm. So Ukraine's pissed, right? Sure. Like that's our ammunition. <laughs> sure. Blinken, uh, did you see a couple of things I thought were interesting, especially because they were deleted? So mm-hmm. going back to the previous conversation about once people show you their hand, you need to, you know, bad faith changes everything. I still would love to see this settle, right? Like, I don't know what an appropriate response is. I feel like if I lived in Israel, I would want you to flatten Gaza. I feel like if I was an Israeli, I wouldn't feel satisfied short of that. And I would, I would say that with the understanding of the human suffering that that would cost trouble is you're not going to truly flatten anything. And just like little Kissingers are going to run out of there and that'll be your next cell that explodes later on. But all that is to say that I don't I don't see any kind of a ceasefire coming. And evidence of that is that Blinken, our Secretary of Defense, right? Secretary of State. Secretary of State. 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 Yeah, Blinken called for a ceasefire in a tweet, and then he deleted the tweet. And then the State Department tweeted, uh, they tweeted uh, something calling for restraint from both parties, and then they deleted that, which sounds like if that's what you're doing, you're want the opposite of that or something not that close to that, which worries me because we send a aircraft carrier. Yeah. And I don't know if you paid much attention to like sort of the right wing echo chamber, but your Ben Shapiro's and your Jordan Peterson's of the world are like responding to these tweets saying like, we're way past that. You know, it's, it's time to go. Uh, I think if we're going to compare this to nine 11, then we should learn some lessons from nine 11. Yeah. And, that's a great uh, question. If this is Israel's nine 11, then what's their Iraq and Afghanistan, right? Gaza and, and Lebanon. And, and so did we not learn anything from the last fucking Dog, 20 years you, of war? You know what? I, I didn't have this written down at all, but while we've been like having this con first conversation right now, yeah. even though the war happened in Ukraine, I still didn't feel this way until now. Do you have like, you know, how like, some memories have a scent or some scents bring back a memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not smelling anything, but I feel like in that same way, like, do you feel like you're in the same atmosphere as 2000 post 2001, like 2001 to 2005? It definitely feels like that. Yes. And that's fucking scary, man. But I, I, I think that, so yes, obviously if you, if you are an Israeli citizen, you, you definitely have that feeling of, you know, we need to fuck these guys over. Like you see what they did to our children, to our senior citizens, to our people. Uh, we need retaliation. We need, how can you tell that person they, that they need to live with that neighbor? That's, it's very difficult other than to understand that that's not all of your neighbors. That is a very small percentage of those people that did that. Um, it sucks to try and say like, let's have a ceasefire. Let's call for peace. Let's kind of take a step back and assess the situation. What would be better given the images that people are seeing on their televisions and on their tel- on their phones um, of, of, you know, horrific atrocities. I get that, but like nothing good comes from what, what's going to happen next. I mean, just honestly, it doesn't. What, what would you like to see next? And what would you like to not see next? 
I guess, accountability uh, would be what I'd want to see next. And that would include people uh, inside Israel's intelligence agencies that should have seen this coming and done something about it. And accountability for the people that carried out these horrific uh, atrocities. The problem is that's very difficult to make happen without a, a lot of collateral damage. Uh, and that's the that's what I don't want to see. Um, we're so far away from where we were of a potential two-state solution and uh, moving forward and letting these people live, live together in peace and harmony as they had for thousands of years prior to this. Um, it's, it, I don't know, man. I, that's what I would like to see, but I think it's almost untenable to make that happen. And about not. What's that? And what about not? What would you like to not see? Oh, I would not like to see. Damn it. I kept trying Gaza to get Strip. you to say not see. That's all. That's the only reason I asked <laughs> You put a word in between not and see, and I couldn't say it. God, it would have been so good would, if I had you on tape saying that. God damn it. Uh, I would, I would rather not, uh, oh. the entire, <laughs> the entire Palestinian people in Gaza just be yeah. flattened and suffer for acts they did not commit. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about who committed it. Hamas. Have you heard anybody say anything about Qatar? Uh, or do they just sports watch the media from the fucking soccer Super Bowl, whatever that's called? Yeah, not really. Where's not really. Hamas headquarters, Alan? Qatar. Yeah, okay. Seems like a big deal. Oh, hey, like that's weird. Deal. Wait, are the Qataris the ones that are handling that $6 billion we get back to Iran? They are. Oh, that's, that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. You know, in hindsight. Mm. Let's talk about that. I, I said, I meant everything I said a couple of weeks ago when we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it would appear that they probably found some accounting loopholes to find free. They freed up money elsewhere. Seems like they're like, yeah, Iran, we'll wire you that money. Meanwhile, we'll just wire this over. It's a Ponzi scheme, right? They're like, no, we uh, got to get $6 billion from somewhere because we gave all that money to Hamas. (laughs) I will say before I go off on this tangent, there is, uh, because I don't know how you respond to that. That was all speculation. Um, but speaking of speculation, the wall street journal came out on Sunday and said that, um, their sources said that Iran was backing the move. Best we know, Iran said, we support you in doing this, which is shitty, but it's also just like it's not Gaza. It's the Ayatollah or whatever. Mm, Um, It seemed weird that that report came out the next day with sources in hindsight, but it's also the Wall Street Journal. Um, Israel is saying that they have no evidence that Iran has anything to do with this. That that is what they're saying. However, we have seen some movement in Lebanon uh, via Hezbollah. No, but it's it's Iranian-backed. I, as far as I really, we need to not jump to that fucking conclusion, dog. I told you about the aircraft carrier. No, no. As as far as the dominoes falling on the world stage and who's backing who and who's doing what is, it's unclear at the moment. We can speculate, but it's unclear. Sure. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to get too far into this without saying if if we're talking about being a part of this because it's a multi-front war for Israel, Israel has said plenty of times that Israel has a right to defend itself. And I think they fucking can. And if there's anything that they are going to be prepared for, it's this. Israel has not not the- Saturday, but what they're doing next is what I mean. Like if there's one thing that they're that they have a plan for, it's this. This is all they just opened the binder that says this, right? Yeah, Israel has one of the most advanced militaries on the planet for a very small country. And you just punch them in the mouth and tried to hide on the other side of the bar. Right. And they punch way above their weight class for the size of the country they are versus their uh, ability to uh, 
uh, engage militarily. So yeah, it, this is uh, they, they have the weapons, they have the soldiers, they're very well trained. Um, they they can do what they're about to do. They have the soldiers, but the hostages are had by the Palestinians. Yeah. So right now, and as of this recording, who knows what's happened in the meantime, um, the Hamas is saying that they're open to peace talks and um, hostages will be executed if the airstri- airstrikes in Gaza don't stop. And they said they'll televise it. They basically said we're ISIS, right? Yeah. I mean, they did make one caveat. They said that if you don't tell us where you're going to airstrike first, so essentially, if it's an, if they announce that they're going to bomb something and then they do it, um, they won't. They're saying they won't retaliate in that fashion. But yeah, essentially, they're they're ISIS at this point. I don't think you get to invade someone else's country, retreat behind the lines with hostages, and then demand them not to retaliate. Like, yeah, that doesn't really work very well. No. Yeah. yeah. And hi- Israel does have a history of going in after hostages uh, and sort of being willing to accept the collateral damage, including potentially hostages being killed or commandos who went in after them being killed. As I you know, mentioned with Netanyahu's brother, um, you know, he was killed. And there were a couple hostages killed, you know, in that um, rescue attempt. Um, so they've done this before um, and it's likely they're going to do it again. And we're likely to see collateral damage and people dying who just got caught in the crossfire. I've heard a couple of statements um, over the last couple of days, and I want to make both of them. And you tell me if either of them is true, neither, and why. Okay. Biden's weakness encouraged this. Why don't you give me, did Biden's weakness encourage this? No, I don't think so. I think that if anything, the, um, the diplomatic, attempted diplomatic relations that Israel is seeking with like Saudi Arabia and other uh, Middle Eastern countries has uh, concerned Hamas um, and they feel like they're getting left out on an island. If that happens, if they do, you know, normalize relations with Saudis, they've already done it with a couple other Middle Eastern countries. So I think that's part of it. Saudis haven't denounced this though. They have not. I also think, and I think that part of the calculation on the Hamas side was to drive a wedge between that and prevent that from happening. I think it's very difficult for the Saudis now to normalize relations with, with Israel after this, what's about to happen. I also think that Netanyahu's government, um, you know, based on what they've tried to do with their justice reforms, et cetera, has been, could be considered in a weak place. Um, I think that both of those things are significantly larger elements than anything we're doing over here on this side of the planet. Oh, so you don't think GOP chaos encouraged this either? No. Yeah, I thought the, both of those are bullshit too. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Saudis also haven't encouraged Hamas, which in a sense has them right where they started. So they haven't backed Israel. They haven't uh, backed Hamas either. That leaves potential for the negotiations to keep moving forward. It does. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, let me see. Do I have anything else I wanted to ask you about all this? No, man. We literally hit every bullet point I had, you know, I'm an anxious person and I just feel a lot of anxiety in general over what's going to happen next. And I think we've kind of touched on that enough, but, um, this is one of the few subjects in the world where it's really easy to have a lot to say and a lot of thoughts on it. And, by having the privilege of not being there 
our opinion means absolutely nothing. Like it just doesn't matter. And I've heard, I've had that said to me by Palestinians and Israelis, like when I try to have like a bar conversation and they sure. just like get to a point where they tell me that I, I'm like, well, it's so weird because the other side of this argument has told me the same thing at a different <laughs> conversation. Um, right. But that seems to be universally accepted as true. So it's just a lot of wind being blown about this, too. Yeah, I, I just I, I think as a um, as a bystander uh somebody essentially without you know skin in the game unless this escalates is that just the human tool the uh the suffering and the death and the the people who see no future for themselves or their family because of the state of affairs in that area um the people who are willing to commit atrocities because they think that's the only way their voice can be heard um the people on the receiving end who are having to huddle in stairways with their dog because fucking there's, you know, rockets incoming. Um, it just, it sucks. And I could be either side. Yep. Like when you see, like somebody showed me a video of, uh, look like an, a, a building and surrounded by other buildings gets direct strike from a rocket and then it just collapses. And I go, mm-hmm. was that in Gaza or, and then, I didn't even get the words out. And the other person was like, does it matter? I'm like, doesn't, no, doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that was a hospital. If it's the video, Jesus. I think I'm thinking of was it Hillary Clinton in this. Jesus. Oh, it's Barack Obama. Sorry. 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 Um, all right. Well, Ariel did send in a wackadoo of the week. Oh, I didn't okay. get one last week. I know it's a I'll bit of a there. dead dog record, but I think we do want this. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, right. I think we need to play something just as a palate cleanser before we get into that. Huh? Okay. All right. Uh, how about Beyonce singing America? <laughs> Okay. No, that's not doing it. That's not doing it. Um, I'll be the best sex you will ever have. That's pretty good. You think that you're going to outlaw alcohol, but really what you did is invent NASCAR. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and I got our newest sound. Rhymes with cake. Anytime we talk about Vivek, we always used to play. Rhymes with cake. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Does that feel a little bit better? A little better, yeah. Okay, right. no. I'm not We're saying you're gonna. Space. I'm not saying you're gonna laugh at this. This isn't necessarily funny. It's a wackadoo of the week. Right. This guy, this is just. It's a reminder that. So, um, I I used to know somebody who became a doctor, and they weren't good <laughs> at it. Right? They just went to med school, and then after you pass all your tests, they attach you're you to doctor. a hospital. Congratulations. Well, then yeah. you go through your residency at a hospital, and if you don't kill people. You get to keep being a doctor. You don't have to be good at it. Get the white coat and everything. Yep. So I stopped wearing sunglasses. Years ago, my dad got skin cancer in his face on the left side of his cheek. And the first question that the old doc asked him is, do you wear sunglasses when you drive? And my dad said, yeah. And he's like, hmm. He goes, for some reason, my clients that wear sunglasses tend to develop more skin cancer on the face his theory was that if you don't take in the natural sunlight your body doesn't put out the protective mechanisms that people tend to get more sun damage for sunglasses so i stopped isn't that something (laughs) just so dumb you're just like hey i know maybe they should make the sunglasses blue and then the laser can't (laughs) the the blue blocker oh the lasers (laughs) too soon the Jewish space lasers. Oh God! Oh, that's it. Did I ruin it? Did I? Did I make no. it anti-Semitic? <laughs> you know what? That's perfect. They're walking on their pants or their cap on backwards, listening to the enemy man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog, and they. 
right. Snoopy, 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 Poop Dog. I've got a question for you. Okay. What you got? I think I should do a short one and save that one for later. That last clip was about cancer, right? Yes. So I don't mean to downplay breast cancer at all. Um, this isn't even about breast cancer. Okay. You know, like every job has its busy season. Sure. Do you feel like breast cancer oncologists hate October because of the awareness? And they're like every commercial break, they're like, you should go to the doctors. And the oncologists are like, fuck, I got to go into work tomorrow. I would have so many fucking phone calls from this. It's a good thing. Screening is important. I'm just saying. It's important. It's a busy. It's got to be. There's no way October isn't their busy month. You can't take a vacation in October. Not in October. Yeah. 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 All right. You know what? They're not all winners. I still think it's a good concept (laughs) of a joke. We'll work on it. it. it All right, man. I'm going to get beer. Yeah. Stay on the B side. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Mountains I did. I took forever. I had to take a pee. I me too. Oh, we at the same time. <laughs> Patrick, Addie didn't like that at all. I don't know if that came up on mic. I can't get the walking on the pants with the cap on backwards, listening to a man with the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. <laughs> Always in my head. Yeah. Um... I ask you a question coming back. Uh, okay, just an easy one for you. Can you help right. me with this? Yeah. Is mid meh or is meh mid? Oh. I've been uh, thinking about this for weeks. I think meh is mid. I think meh is kind of mid. But yeah. I'm kind of meh about mid. Like, I don't really care for it, like, as Gen Z slang goes. Mostly because it was like... I haven't been impressed by the people that are impressed by it. And it immediately became one of those things where it's like, as soon as an old person catches onto this, this one needs to die. And I think me and you both listened to those venture capitalists on their podcast, kept saying mid and then explaining it to each other and not explaining it on weed terms, by the way, just being like, you get it. It means like mid level. It's like, I hate you. I hate you guys so much. It's <laughs> true. true. I'm Matt on mid. I'm I'm also met on mid and also met on those venture capitalists. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't listen to that podcast anymore. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that gets and brings us back into the show. Um. All right. So, uh, Trump has an old clip that's resurfaced to him talking about Israel. Oh, I have to play it on mm. my phone. Sorry. All right. Walking on the pants with the cap on backwards, listening to Anima Man and Snoopy Snoopy Poop Dog. Death to Israel and oh, death wait, to. That's that's Ted Cruz. Sorry. May Allah awaken the people and help them to see the evil doings of Israel and the United States. I, I don't know. Was, do you think he was quoting someone? <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> I, I do not recall hearing him say that. I don't remember that's that. But wild. you know what? We don't go to the rallies. Maybe that's just what happens at the rallies, right? Yeah. Um, you know who does go to the rallies? Who? The good liars. So they're talking to a guy with a MAGA hat on. 
Talking about gay marriage and pork. That's all I got for a headline here. What are your thoughts on gay marriage? <laughs> uh, I'm against it. Yeah? Yep. And wh- why is that? Uh, because of my religious belief. And uh, what, oh. what religion are you? Uh, I'm a Lutheran. Lutheran. Because in the Bible, Leviticus, if a man lays with a man as he lays with a woman, surely he should be put to death. It's against it there? Yep. Um, also in Leviticus, it says you, you can't eat pork. Have you ever eaten pork? <laughs> oh, a lot. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts? <laughs> completely oblivious, right? Completely. Yeah. Just, yeah what's the your bias point? is just doesn't even. Yeah. Doesn't even I, I honestly felt like he didn't get the point, like the way he was smiling. Oh, he definitely did not. Okay. He was dreaming about bacon right there. I know, right? He's like, yeah, I eat pork. Why are we talking about pork now? <laughs> like, yeah. A couple hours. Actually. I notice you're wearing uh, uh, a fabric of blended fibers. That's also in that book, I believe. It's also, yes, yeah. it is. Might not have been Leviticus, but I don't know. Leviticus has a lot of those laws. It does. Okay. Uh, Old Testament generally has a lot. Does Leviticus, is that the, no, Deuteronomy means history, right? I think Deuteronomy is like the history. Deuteronomy is history, yes. Yeah, okay. All right, sorry. Um, This is, uh, you know, the Talking Heads taught us you have to fight fire with fire, and I'm pretty sure that's the only way you fight fire. So there's a conversation, more of the good liars. No gun-free zones. Wait, so more guns. Yep. Can't fight fire with water. You gotta fight fire with fire. <laughs> you can't fight fire with water. <laughs> It'd be one thing if he didn't say it, but he said it before he said that. Yeah. Have you seen firefighters? Do you know what's in there? Does it even matter what happens at the rest of this clip? <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta fight. He said he didn't. It wasn't out. Of, it wasn't in the other order. If he said you gotta fight no. fire with fire, you can't fight fire with water. I get it. You started. You got yourself. But you were like, how do you say that first? <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Um, pretty good. Oh, this is um, Trump being awful. This oh. is. Uh, I mean, it's our. We're in the Trump cult segment of the show. Right, right, right. This is. So we've played this before. He he has this as one of his go tos. So I think this is his newest stop on his campaign trail. It might have been in Pennsylvania for some reason. I would think he was... Oh, Waterloo, India. He's still in Iowa. Sorry, he's in Iowa. So, uh, man, they have spent a lot of time nonstop in Iowa. Yeah. It's still a while before the primaries. It's a while, yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, so... He's talked about this before, how if a baby is born and it has some type of catastrophic defect where it's going to die in a matter of hours or maybe days, you know, rather than force the baby to suffer through that, they have medical ways of making that easier for the baby and the baby passes. That's like, that's what happens in hospitals in a humane society. Right. That gets latched onto by charlatans like him. And gets spoken at people that have like legitimate, good reasoned pro-life thoughts. And he just hijacks their amygdala with bullshit like this. Cause I, what I mean to say is he's, he knows better than what he's saying. And he's saying this on purpose. And then if it's after the ninth month and the baby is born, you put the baby aside, you discuss with the mother. And if the mother doesn't want the baby, we execute the baby. This is part of their their thing this is part of their thing right like it's all just done for the divisiveness right a hundred percent that is just appealing to people's worst sensibilities trying to move your agenda forward we execute the baby we execute the baby it's in the soundboard now though (laughs) it'll be funny out of context alan 
I'm sure it will. It's I'm Trump sure. saying that. That's that's funny. It's pretty right. funny. Right. <laughs> you don't sound convincing. I appreciate it. The show's got to go on, though. Um, I wonder if this belongs here. This is a uh, little Rudy, little Rudy for oh, you. We are Rudy Giuliani. We are. I know, and it seems like it fits in the Trump cult because he's going to go to jail for Donald Trump. Like out of everyone, I don't know if Trump's going to go to jail. Rudy's going to jail. Rudy's 100% going Because Trump said, like, X, Y, and Z, and Rudy's like, yes, boss, let's go do it, whatever it takes. And then he got himself to the point where he had so many um, sunk costs that he's like, no, just 100% full in on the line. Double down. Yep. Um, Well, let's play the clip, and then I have thoughts on him. He has some news. New York Times about you have a possible problem with alcohol. (laughs) New York Times asked him if he has a problem with alcohol. Maybe I should sue him for that. that. Yeah, I will comment that if I have an alcohol problem, I should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Why? 79 years old, and I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, have I introduced you to every old person in Australia? (laughs) Speaking of which, guess which country has a prime minister that at one point had the record for the fastest sculling of a yard of beer? I we we had that on the show. Just I remember from yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how they say it. <laughs> Sculling. Yeah, yeah. I I'm like. Seventy nine years old. I can't possibly be an. Alcoholic. How can I be an alcoholic? I'm seventy nine. <laughs> so uh, quick, Alan, raise your hand if you lost both your lawyers today. Oh, oh keeping your hands down. All right. Sorry, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy lost both of his lawyers. Mike Lindell lost all six of his, but he at least he has some place to put his head. <laughs> he has a pillow. Yeah. Hey. You were laughing and getting the joke at the same time. I was. <laughs> I like that as a punchline laughter response. <laughs> Say the punchline during the laugh. <laughs> Just wires crossing, right? Yeah. 100%. Like the, the language one hit the laughter wire. All right. Um, and this, this is this belongs here, but it could have been up in uh, Isn't That Something? But I dragged it down here because I had to do with Trump, and I don't want to talk about Trump on the whole fucking show. Um, so this guy's on vacation. And he's asking, it's a little long. I'll probably trim it out in the audio, but he's uh, telling the, he finds out that the uh, people at the resort have a shot, have a drink for Donald Trump supporters. Okay. So guys, you got to check this out. I'm in Cabo, Mexico. Check this out. Sir, can I get one Trump supporter shot? Okay, sir. I'll be right back. You got him, Eagle. Uh, Mucho gracias, amigo. So, so what do we got here? Uh, basically, it's a white Russian. Oh, it's a white Russian. Yeah, but we call them Russian because they are traitors. He doesn't want to say it. What He's... are they? <laughs> because they're traitors. Yeah, they are traitors. <laughs> Thank you, amigo. Muchas gracias. That's very funny. Is it? <laughs> I just picked one. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into best of the right. This is uh, this is out to new listeners. The second half is best of the Trump cult, best of the right, best of the left. Do you remember Ari Fleischer when I say that name? Yeah, of course. You say of course. He was the press secretary for Obama. No, 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 for Bush. No. Bush too. Bush, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to remember which one. But yeah. yeah. No, man. I mean, I didn't forget because I fucking hated him. And I was like, this was, uh, I mean, I mean, he was, he was the first press secretary. And then for a while there weren't ones like him. He was the first person. I was like, you're being combative with the media. Like you right. like to he go out to engage and sort of like be pugilistic. Yeah. 
instead of, I mean, even at a dirtier level than like Saki and uh, John Pierre or whatever. Is it John Pierre? KJP. Yeah. Just like, just, yeah, you're right. Pugilistic is the best way to put it. So basically a GOP mark. He's on, uh, I don't know what network he's on saying this. The Republican Party today just can't govern. Nancy Pelosi with a five-mote majority, she was able to govern. The Democrats have become the party of discipline, and the Republicans have become the party that lacks discipline. The Republican Party today just can't govern. Start it over, but I, you don't have to say the last part for the first part to be true. I would not call the Democratic Party the party of discipline. I also would not. Um, however, I've seen a number of Republicans kind of say a similar thing you know what sucks is they're all neocons it's liz cheney and ari fleischer and like all the neocons are like hey this donald trump guy sucks which reinforces anybody who likes trump for him you know being a a, a new version of of the successful right-wing politicians yeah i mean even the congressman who was on the daily last week um who was one of the people who voted to oust uh speaker mccarthy was just like look like I did that because McCarthy had didn't show the leadership I wanted to see. Um, you know, he even said that about Nancy Pelosi. He was like, "Look, Pelosi was able to pull it together." Right. Um, and he I keep thinking so, about that. That yeah. they they are so fractured on the left, and they can come together and be like, "Okay, we're not going to undermine this whole fucking thing." Yeah, I think it's it's. But what is that? Is that I think that's just a different philosophy of what it means to govern. Uh, I that, no, I think it's a coincidence of the culture warriors that have won elections. I think it's a coincidence that that's the concentration of people in that group. I don't, uh, and just the, the, the luck of who's, who's happened to one, one races. I don't, I wouldn't put too much there. Well, I think that there is, there is sort of a, a burn it all down mentality. Okay. On some, on, on some level and some people on, on the yeah, far but, right. Yeah, I guess. But when you say there is on the far left, I don't, they just don't haven't know. been winning those the, elections. They haven't. I don't know. I don't know if the Ilhan Omars and the AOCs, et cetera, of of the. the I left. know that the right wants to say that's who those people are, but I don't see those people as that. As as what? Burn it down. I don't either. That's what I'm but, saying. But like Alan, the people that we get along with that are left wing people are. I mean, you're more left than I am, I suppose. But like the people that I get along with on the left the most are the people that are like the most radical out of their frustration with what we get from government. I would describe I those would people agree, as mostly burn it all down people. And do you think it's burn it all down? So he, can I talk to you in the kitchen really quick? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tim is a very burn it all down person. I think I have a lot of friends who like Tim. I don't know if he's a burn it all down. Like even I think, like Fritz. I think Fritz wants it to burn down. <laughs> I think, I think nobody wants it to burn down. And I think this is true of the people on the right too, but they're like, nothing's fucking changing. If what's going to have to happen is for it to burn all down fine. And those people are flippant and they don't understand how lucky they are in history, Mm. but I'm attracted to to consider this further. Yeah. Yeah, Tim, write us in. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, where are we? Um, this one, this gates fucks. Oh, yes. I hope I didn't give away the, so have you heard about Matt Gates's, uh, let's say old habits. Hey, they say uh, old habits die hard. Well, speaking of hard, um, this is a guy that didn't have that the media didn't give a time. This is Matt Gates's fellow colleague. This is his. Uh, this is Mark Wayne Mullen. Mark Wayne, a first name. Okay, Mark Wayne Mullen. Well, he's from Oklahoma. I, you know what? I don't know any Mark Waynes, 
Mark Wayne, one I word. Do. Not Mark Wayne, not Joe John. I know a Joe John. Is That's Mark not, Wayne like a low budget Batman? I, yeah, probably. All all okay. Mark, no no Bruce. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So Mark Wayne Gacy, the uh, a fellow Republican from Wait, Oklahoma. Is his last name really Gacy? No, Mark Wayne Mullen. <laughs> like Dan Mullen, football coach. Um, oh, God. Mark Wayne Mullen, colleague of Matt Gates, talking shit to a reporter on CNN. This was live on CNN. Time of day to after he was accused of sleeping with an underage girl. And there's a reason why no one in the conference came and defended him because we had all seen the videos he was showing on the House floor that all of us had walked away of the girls that he had slept with. He- so, what he's saying there, it gets better than this, so we'll pause it and just enjoy this moment. What he's saying there is that he was one of those jerks that would like show you videos from like the chicks he was hanging out with and like whether it was something they filmed surreptitiously or like their instagram it's like i don't want to fucking watch your videos bragging about the chicks you fucked bro like and yeah, this like man was doing fucking, this in congress it's like some high school shit yes on the yes floor of congress right. yeah. a little bit more He'd brag about how he would uh, crush ED medicine and 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 chase it with um, with an energy drink so he could. I like that he didn't name brands. He's like, look, right. man, I'm keeping my sponsorship open. I'm oh, not yeah, going to yeah. badmouth Viagra not, or Red he's Bull. Not, it's not big pharma. But you know, he didn't say he didn't brag. I would take these ED pills and crush them. No, he's like, I would crush Viagras and chase them with Red Bulls, dog. Like that was what he was talking about. And he said so he could go all night could go all night this is obviously before you got married obviously. and so when that accident <laughs> came out no one defended him and then that he added that in no one on right, the media right. would give him a time of the day all of a sudden he found fame because he opposed the speaker of the house back in november and he's always stayed there and he's not he was never going to leave until he got this last moment of fame by saying by by going after a motion to vacate so McCarthy keeps saying that he thinks that the whole reason that those eight Republicans and they keep trying to come up with names for him, right? Have you noticed that the the Republican eight? I I, I don't know a good nothing really sticks, but they uh, they he McCarthy keeps saying that he thinks it was personal reasons. No, he knows it was personal with Gates. What's the personal reason? What's between the lines? You read all that gossip. Um, you know, I think that. Gates definitely wanted um, McCarthy to not deal with the Democrats, not make a deal with the Democrats as far as uh, shutting down the government or the debt ceiling. You think that's um, all it was? Makes yeah, it sound also, so much more salacious. And and, and the whole um, <laughs> the whole impeaching Biden and going after Hunter. I think there was a lot of that there. I mean, what? Are, I, so as far as more personal I, stuff, yeah. I, just I, I wonder if there's any insinuation that there was something you know something trying to affect them i mean i don't know I, yeah i just felt like there's more to that uh, i i don't know anything beyond the the policy stuff I mean, can't answer what you don't know right yeah yeah um i have a note here that i was supposed to check this before i played on the show this is jim jordan it says it says uh sure doesn't look like jim jordan i'm gonna play this anyways I already played this. Oh, that's the guy with the that's chainsaw. The guy, yeah, it's Chainsaw Man. Why well, does it say Jim Jordan? I don't know. Should I try it again? It looks like Chainsaw Man. It does. It's still Chainsaw Man. I don't know what yeah. happened. I don't know. What do you think about Jim Jordan? He's most likely to... He's the name right now. He's been endorsed by Trump. Uh, Trump was endorsed by others. Uh, Trump said, I'll do it if they want me to. But, uh, <laughs> he could do it and run. He could. He seemed to have dismissed that. That went out of the news pretty quickly for someone who likes controlling the media, right? I don't. I don't really see that. Yeah. 
Uh, but it, all signs seem to point towards Jordan. One, do you think that that's true? Is there someone else you think it might be? Uh, no, I think Jordan is probably the most likely candidate. It's just a matter of can he, because he's he's been uh, strongly in the Trump camp, um, you know, you know, staunchly for you know the, this entire number of years that we've dealt with that, um, and so it just remains to be seen if there is enough Republicans who uh, find that to be off-putting that would not be willing to vote for him. But I think he's the front runner right now, and he's likely he will be the speaker. He looks funny. <laughs> like, okay. he just looks like like a casted senator. Like, like I, don't, I don't know. I look at him, and I'm like, that is a senator that either plays the role in his district, or, or House member, excuse me, plays the role in his district of a veteran, or he's like, a veteran sort of look like he appeal. Do you, you see him? He like has the look for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like the way his teeth look. look when he smiles. I don't like anything about him, but, uh, <laughs> I think, I think he probably will be the speaker. Hmm. He, so I can't see anybody else. What, what, what do you imagine a world is like with him as the speaker? Cause dumb Kevin, I was like, this guy doesn't know what to do. I don't feel like this guy knows what to do either, but I, I feel like, he would accidentally be a lot more aggressive in ways that we don't fucking need right now. Yeah, I would agree. Divisive. It's, and It's still going to be chaos. I think that anybody attempting to sort of, sort of uh, hurt the, the, the kittens that are the current Republican party in the house are, it's going to be a very difficult job. Um, heard. He's heard, you know, With like, D? you know, heard, Hurting cats. Yeah, not hurt. Not like somebody singed. No, heard. Okay, like, like, just checking. Like hurting sheep. Right. The internet does um, not like it when you hurt cats. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, it's going to be chaos. Like I think Amber that he, defi- he definitely will be um, aggressive, um, and he definitely has a lot of strong political... He looks like a caveman. He looks like he's going to be like, he's like, gavel, bong, me, speaker. I don't even know what he sounds like. I know he's from Ohio. It's probably got to be close. It doesn't quite sound like that, but <laughs> really it's close enough. Close enough. Okay. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people that talk funny, let's make fun of the left. Oh, okay. Does RFK going? You see what I did? Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> Does RFK going independent? So RFK announced he's running independent. Does RFK going independent make him more of Trump's problem, or does it? Because he was Biden's problem as a Democrat. Does him leaving shift more towards Trump's problem? Well, I think Trump thinks so. Um, oh, really? He's, def- he's definitely come out on the attack against RFK. Wait, wasn't he which, supporting him before? Which he, yeah, which he wasn't before. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I don't. I still think he's more of a problem for Biden than he is yeah. Trump because I think he can siphon off. Yeah, I think uh, he would Democratic siphon off voters. more. But although, I feel like, see, the problem is getting Democrats to vote is difficult. Mm-hmm. Voting, they tend to vote as a block. I think. Getting Republicans to vote, not a problem. <laughs> I think getting Democrats to vote when they believe there is an existential threat. And that's as long as they keep Trump as that, then yeah. that's how yeah. they get them. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Remember when for like a minute you breathed in like the middle of November of 2020? Yes. I just hate what he's done to our politics. I, I Our politics were trash before. I'm not. I'm. I. 
I feel like we got a lot of new listeners. Um, I wish you'd do your homework on my opinions. Because, <laughs> you know, if you catch any of these on the island where they exist, they, they, they sound different in different contexts. But sure, sure. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I hate bragging about myself. I, I know a lot about America's political history. I'm, yeah, nobody's here for me to recap that shit. I, I hate what he did to our politics. Yeah. And, I, and like- obviously the, the ground was fertile for him to breed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody was going to do oh, it if it wasn't him. I think he just did it pretty spectacularly. And I mean that, I don't mean that. In a, no, a I, I, you're tone, right. But, like, I think yeah. we, it would have been more manageable if this happened with someone like he is exceptional at this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yes. and I mean that as a compliment and most people aren't. And as is evidence from, uh, I almost said Marco Rubio, Ron DeSantis, right? Oh uh, yeah! Everybody, even uh, you know, Mister uh, Rhymes with cake. Rhymes with cake. It's it's not easy to do, right? Like that's the closest we've seen, right? Maybe yeah, he's got some years to work on it, but I don't I don't see anything. The charisma, <laughs> I was gonna say charismatic, but it wouldn't have been the right word. The, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the charisma of of Trump at that time period was such a a huge leap forward in terms of the tension. Well, his charisma and also his ability to almost hack into people's brains and like understand the fundamental things that were driving people and, and the things that people were really worried about and say the things nobody else is willing to say. It, you know, I mean, I, I think Trump as a political movement is, it, it, if you really want to analyze it, you have to look at the rallies. I think that's where yeah. he thrived and that's where he really was able to drive that uh, political message forward. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, it, it was all, a lot of it was off the cuff. He would just say it. He would like almost test it and see how the crowd reacted. And then he'd be like, Oh, that's the thing I need to push, you know, right. build the wall, lock her up, fucking all those, those messages, those, you know, quick five second bites that he would throw out there and would get the, you know, big play. Uh, the thing is that doesn't this, doesn't this remind you of like, look, we both worked retail where like the suits would come down and there was one head of the suits and maybe some companies sucked and those guys would be lame, but I, you know, I'm not going to say the company, but I really enjoyed the executive at one of the companies I worked at. That's a weird phrasing, but like I, I they're, they're just that what you just described would also describe that person. Yeah. They just, no, I've, I've didn't, I've been, I've been in rooms with CEOs, yeah. and CFOs and stuff like that. And, and they just have a magnetism. And a way of making you feel like you're the only person they're talking to. And and it's it's just, he coupled that with no regard for the consequence of the divisiveness. So long as the divisiveness helped him. As long as the vehicle to move it forward, he didn't give a shit. And that's just, I I know toxic's probably like not the right word. It's, um, I don't know. It's insidious. Why can't I think of this word right now? Contagious. It is contagious, but it's also it comes from a place of feeling like you are uh, superior. Like you, oh, oh, it's narcissistic. Narcissism, yes. Yeah. It's it's and it's a combination of narcissism and charisma that is just deadly. I mean, there politically, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? We were about to circle down the drain, but we you know we found the we saved it. Yeah, I found the spout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's my turn to play clips. I was like, what do you oh. want? What else do you want to talk about, bud? Um, so this is, uh, oh, it, so if you want to see more of, uh, RFK junior, you can, uh, look for him at CPAC in later this month. Weird. Okay. 
Yeah, well, you know, him and Viktor Orban. That's that's weird. <laughs> Um, here's Biden being asked by a reporter uh, his advice to the next House Roger, Speaker. What's your advice to the next, next House Speaker? That's a bubbly paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. You could see him thinking, like trying to yeah. come up with a good line and then just deciding, no, I don't have anything, so I'll just say this. I, honestly, I feel like he thought of that one, laughed at it, and then said it. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, do that one. <laughs> At some moments, man, it's it's either the replicant or, uh, you know, you know all the replicant. You know about all these replicant stories people think about, right? I vaguely familiar, yeah. Yeah, every every leader has a clone that they bring out mm-hmm. and they talk about the right. bad Joes and the good Joes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Putin one makes sense. Dark Brandon. Dark, oh, yeah, Dark Brandon. Yeah, it's Lucid Brandon. Thanks. Forgot. Got to keep it moving. Um, here is AOC... I, I missed this. So whenever this came out, either this came out right before Diane Feinstein died and it got saved and she went back and kept it. I don't know, man. So AOC made this joke. Mm-hmm. And then after Feinstein died, the internet brought it back. So today, um, apparently in Mexico's Congress, there was a hearing about UAPs. And remember when they brought out that like little, little, yeah, little, little alien guy. Look, looked like that one of those cakes that are like, <laughs> is it cake or not? And it turns out it was, it was an alien. Right. Um, yeah. There was another meme where it was, um, if that alien got trotted out in China, some guy would just eat it raw. <laughs> Put it next to the penguins. You know, that's what fucking happened, right? Like China's so huge. Like, of course, aliens are found in China all the time. And every time they find the body, they just fucking next pandemic. That's where it came from. Okay. All right. Um, back to not being xenophobic. We're just going to be ageist here. So uh, AOC was saying all that. And they said that they had specimens. So they unveiled the specimen. She points at it. And I regret to inform uh, them that this is actually a member of the United States Senate and they are late for votes, so please... I think her delivery sucked. It it wasn't great, but it's funny. It's funny. It was funny. Um, Okay, what do we got here? I think that's it. That's it. We got culture wars. I got a couple culture wars. They're uh, they're Tennessee specific, but I think they're funny. Some Tennessee. (laughs) It's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop the culture wars. So, um, I've been playing this Tennessee shit. I played it last week or maybe it was the week before. And, uh, oh man, I realized now that we're on video, people always see when I pull out a beard hair and look at it. I like to grab it from one end and stretch it out and see how long it is. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Don't isolate that. Jamie, don't send that to me. God damn it. <laughs> send it to me, please. <laughs> Um, okay. So I was talking about this lady Hanson. She was, uh, a Gabriel Hanson. I want to say she's running, um, for Franklin to be the mayor of Franklin. Um, her husband was at the pride parade. She here. So he's, I didn't really touch on a lot of what she had said to get people pissed off. I have, I'm playing this side unseen. I'm playing it because it's something we've been talking about, but now it's being talked about by John fucking Oliver. I look, in a world that made sense, 
This woman would obviously have withdrawn from this mayoral race in shame, but she still has supporters. There are lawn signs up for her in Franklin. And there is a real chance that she could still win this election because while her numerous scandals are clearly almost cartoonish in their extremity, her behaviour is entirely emblematic of Republican politics from the local level all the way up to the top. Where if we learned anything this week is that far-right Republicans maintain a vice-like grip over the entire party. And it frankly seems like our best bet at exposing them going forward might be if we can somehow get more reporters to take a page from Nashville's nosiest bitch. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Phil Williams. Phil, Phil Williams has been going around chasing her down like honest, solid reporter style. Like, um, is it Herb Welch? Was that the joke on Saturday Night Live? Though I'm Herb Welch. Um, yeah. I'm not going to take advice from a haircut. Okay, sorry, I'm talking about two different things here. And now... Phil Williams fucking rules. This... Oh, fuck. Okay. I thought he was going to maybe play. Phil Williams was like, he's the one that broke the story about her husband being at the pride parade. He was the one that, um, he has like a taped recording with her. Uh, uh, that I, you know what? This is all Nashville, Nashville news, but Phil Williams is old school. Awesome reporter, investigative reporter for the local TV. Um, uh, this is her husband. This is more, this is, this is more John Oliver and her husband. If you are a politician in Tennessee, Phil has his foot on your goddamn neck. His official News Channel 5 bio features a quote from a Nashville political strategist saying, if the press calls, call your PR person. If Phil (laughs) Williams calls, call your lawyer because you are in trouble. This is a bad, bad man. You do not fuck around with Phil Williams. And it seems Gabrielle Hansen is currently in her finding out era when it comes to her dealings with him because Phil has uncovered so much weird new context around her life. Remember her bullshit outrage over the local Pride event? Well, Phil discovered something that her husband once did that suggests a hell of a double standard. Children seeing images that they could not unsee was why the Franklin alderman said she tried to block a Pride celebration at a Franklin park, saying in a podcast interview it was a question of basic morality. Yet where was her morality during Chicago's 2008 Pride parade before the Hansons moved to Tennessee? At the time, Tom Hanson was running a Republican campaign for Congress, and organizers agreed to let him in. He told the local LGBTQ newspaper, quote, so it just came to me, I said, maybe I'll wear an American flag Speedo. And my wife said, if you do that, I'll hold you to it. Magnificent. So, just to recap, snatched Elmo, irreparably harmful to children. Star-spangled ball bag here. That's apparently completely fine with her. Also, and I'm not here to police anyone else's drag, but is he tucked? Uh, that's a little too far. I think he looks good. I said it last week. I thought he looks good. Was he, was he trying to say his dick looks small? I, I don't know. If he said, is he talked and he wasn't, he's just saying it wasn't there, right? I suppose that would be. Maybe I don't know what I'm about. I thought I knew. That's what I thought about. Right. I mean, I now, you made me feel weird outfit. for saying that. I'm not checking out his dick, Alan. He's wearing a Speedo. He pulls off the, off the outfit pretty well. Yeah. All right, fine. I was looking at his dick. What's the big deal? He's wearing a Speedo. <laughs> what else is there? Yeah, he was at? asking I mean, for it. <laughs> you don't wear a speedo if you don't want guys to look at your dick. Sure, right? That seems obviously. Yeah. True. All right. Yeah. It's locker room talk. <laughs> Grab her by the pussy. Oh, Alan. Jesus. Jesus. Now here, this is what you say. <laughs> uh, 
Want to see my dick? It wasn't. That's what Alan says. <laughs> I'm going to lean towards <laughs> pussy. Oh, God. America. That's just for me. Okay. Um, Chuck Schumer went to China. We're on to big stories. We have big stories still. Mr. Schumer went to China. Chuck Schumer led a Senate delegation to China. Did I say that right? Or is it a congressional delegation? Or did they allow House members? It doesn't it matter. Just, we'll just only. stick with Senate. Yeah. We'll move on. Sure. Um, and he happened to be there while uh, all hell broke loose in Israel. And he, some people are kind of describing him as chastising the, chastising she for okay. China not supporting Israel outwardly. Um, I got this far into the day and just realized that he is obviously Jewish. I don't think that that's offensive, right? Maybe obviously no. it was offensive, but um, so he is a, a cultural stake, but I think being a representative of the U S and being a moral, supposedly moral leader on the world stage, I think it's appropriate to talk to other countries about what their opinion is on these things. I don't know that I like his, uh, not just his approach. People were critical of his approach. I don't, care for what he's requesting China to do. Let me play it. Okay. The ongoing events in Israel over the past few days are horrific. I urge you and the Chinese people to stand with the Israeli people and condemn these cowardly and vicious attacks. 250 young people gathered at a dance and the Hamas terrorists took machine guns and shot them all dead. I was very disappointed, to be honest, by the foreign ministry, ministry statement that showed no sympathy or support for Israel during these tough, troubled times. Um, I'm not going to translate them. So what I mean by having a problem with that is right now, China has basically said they'd like to see the fighting stop. Um, I'm fucking fine with that. I'm fine with that from China. Uh, I don't understand why a senator is telling China to get out there and fucking tell other countries what to do. Isn't that exactly what we don't want China to be doing on the world stage? Mm, interesting. I, I, don't think Schumer, I, I don't think I should have. I, I should. I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't think you can have that both ways. I think that Schumer has a long history of um, of being a part of the Jewish community and supporting Israel. Um, as a senator from New York with a large Jewish population, obviously, it sort of makes sense. Um, I, that that I honestly, that actually makes sense outside of lobbying groups. That sounds like if you are going to represent populations, I suppose. Yeah, I I don't necessarily. I don't think I have a problem with anything that he said in that statement. I, I think that he was saying it. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't want China to go out there and start flexing their muscles when they like. I don't want China to go out there calling for regime change and shit like that. But is that what he's? That's what no, he's I'm saying that's for. like step two or three on a ten-step process of China doing that, and we're actively trying to keep China within that step three to four range at the most. Mm. I mean, he's asking them to condemn the violence. I think is what he's asking yeah. them to do, right? Yeah, I don't think that that's too big of a thing. To say. I don't think it's too big of a thing to ask either. But let's just not wake China up on this fucking thing. I don't. Okay. Know. I don't. Okay. I get what you mean. I don't know. What did you expect from China? Oh, yeah. Obviously, but. Uh, uh, I got what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. What would change if China, what, hold on, let's counterfactual here. What if we woke up tomorrow and China said some strong talk to Gaza and Hamas, not Gaza, Hamas and Iran and everybody that could be involved in this? 
Lebanon. Not a damn thing. Nothing would happen. Okay, then shut the fuck up, China. We don't want. But I understand as as somebody who the entire point of of his job is to like speak and to. Do you think that's a good way to treat the Chinese in their country as a guest? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I didn't find any of that offensive necessarily. Yeah, as an American. I don't know how the Chinese responded to it. Uh, so they gave maybe. a modified other response that didn't quite do what he was saying, and then he Which took a vi- and then he took a victory lap for that. Okay, thank you for saying I, that. I, I forgot to tell that part. Okay, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot there. I, I, I'm fine with it. You don't see a lot there, as in yeah. <laughs> see what you did there. Um, I, one of the stories, from, one of the details of that story that I haven't heard anybody really talking about is that. C told Schumer that the U.S. and China have the most important bilateral relationship in the world and that their common interests outweigh their differences. Wow. I mean, that is just language, right? That's what you do as you secretly make plans. But like, No, but that's a pretty significant statement. I know, I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, this is your first time hearing that, huh? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, that was a good reaction. I guess that was. <laughs> Glad I kept that in the show. <laughs> That's a very significant statement. That, right. That's actually a pretty big deal. You know, I should have just included this up earlier, but I, I didn't have a spot for it. <clears throat> okay. The spot for more Trump shit was always down here. I think we have time to cover it. Um, so we kind of hinted at it earlier. You said that he inflated the price by 23, 230, 2,300%. 2,300. Right. Yes. He, he inflated the value of... Can you talk about that? Because I think... A, People are like, so he lied about how much it's worth. What's that matter? So I think that last show when I said it was 300, I was talking about the um, his the apartment. Square, that was the, the apartment. square footage. So he inflated the square footage of, oh. of the apartment by 300%. Yeah, but this the is value. Mar-a-Lago. Right, right. This is the value of Mar-a-Lago. Um, so 2,300% is a really significant amount. And essentially, the story is that Trump would – deflate the the value of uh, a property when it was to his advantage uh, tax purposes etc and then inflate it when it was to his advantage for some things like uh loans you know be used uh use the property as collateral obviously if it's valued more you can get a a larger loan better rates etc okay so this is and so no go ahead and so what was shown in this lawsuit was that he had so, I mean, there were always these rumors that, that he had done this, um, but this scale of it, what we thought, it's just, this scale is fucking... Right. There's like rounding up, and then there's tw- 2,300%. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a rounding error, and then there's, what the fuck? This is... This is what the fuck. This is you... This is, I don't believe that you can ever do anything to me. Right. I'm untouchable. I hate these types of people. Like, naturally, right? Like, this has nothing to do with him as the president. Like, don't you hate people like that? Yeah, like, I can just break the rules and fuck you. I'm going to get away with it because that's me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cops. Um, This is Lawfare talking about that. Wanting to own property that the the president owned and therefore being willing to pay an absurd premium is just not relevant. So his his argument was, here, you do it. His argument was that, look, I can get any price I want for this property because I am Donald Trump. And so if I call the Saudis and like, do you want to buy this hotel? They'll pay the price I say to pay because I'm me, essentially was. So I can value whatever the fuck I want because somebody will pay it. Right. Yeah. 
like just absurd, right? And then they, they, I now, now in his defense, their argument was like, yeah, but you weren't the president when you made these statements. It's like, yeah, but he was the apprentice guy and he did get elected president. Yep. Whatsoever to the legal claims. Um, the second you give me the occasion to, um, to convey my most favorite part of the <laughs> opinion, which is that the judge writes, uh, he meaning Trump also seems to imply that the numbers cannot be inflated because he could quote, find a buyer from Saudi Arabia, unquote, to buy, to pay any price he suggests. Is that Saudi Arabia paying for that now or when the documents were in the house? <laughs> it would certainly be both be worth more if the documents were present, right? They'd be like, yeah, I'll pay that premium. Dude, Just I'm leave those, leave those boxes there. I'm I'm not buying it right now, but I've heard it said that, well, actually, no, there was a headline from last year where Israeli defense ministry were saying that they believed that, let's see, top brass at Israeli defense department were concerned that secret documents that Trump took had damaged Israeli secu- Israel's security. Mm-hmm. What if that had anything to do with the, you know, I said earlier, it seemed like sabotage. Maybe that wasn't the right word, but. Oh, because we know that there was, there's there's like nine documents that were separated from the rest of all the other documents, and they're like held at the Pentagon or something, right? Yeah, they wouldn't even allow them to go like to a different skiff. They're just like, no, these are fucking sensitive as shit. We're not doing that. And um, five of those, four of those, they're like, we can't even talk about these. Five of them right. that we know some details on, and one of them had to do with another country's nuclear capability. And I think I had speculated France. Maybe I heard somebody else say that. Um, what if it was, yeah, you all assume Israel has nukes, but maybe they don't. Or, I mean, maybe no. it was Turkey, because that's kind of a known thing that Turkey has nukes, but they don't. Um, yeah, the nuke situation with Israel is weird. Is is really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, by the way, that was Quinta Jurassic on uh, Jurassic I like her. On, uh, Lawfare. I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Um. Okay, where are we on the sheet? Oh, we're at uh, Kenya. I don't know. Oh, I'm up in. Isn't that something? Hold on. Let me get uh, down here. We're down at the very bottom. I don't know where we are. I'm lost. Oh, uh, okay. Things I don't have headlines for. Uh, things I don't. Things that. Things I don't have sounds for. Oh, yes. uh, things I don't have sounds for this week. Uh, Kenya, their support for the. Uh, I swear it's not the U.S. leading this operation in Haiti. The Kenya's Supreme Court put a stay on it, I guess, I think is how that's described. So they, they've temporarily blocked that plan. Um, and I think there's some questions about whether it's constitutional in Kenya for them to go do that. Right. Um, I find that interesting. Have you heard is, anything about that? I only knew that from antiwar.com. I was familiar with the headline. I don't know anything deeper than that. Um, I, yeah, I, I think it remains to be seen what will come of it. It's still a shit show in Haiti. And I, Honestly, I don't know what a good solution there is, but this feels like some sort of yeah, no, to put it didn't on it. seem like a bad thing to do. Yeah, but, yeah. It seemed like a I mean, there there isn't a local resolution that's gonna. Yeah, be, there's yeah. there's yeah there's no way it's gonna happen locally. Yeah, uh, we should just yeah. Bef- no, no. I was gonna make a comparison to other news and have to talk about the other half of that island, but. Dominicans, you got out out of this one. No mention from me. All right. Uh, I've got a poll I saw from Ukraine. There was a Gallup poll. 60% said yes to fighting the war until the war is done. However, that is down 
from 70%. So there is a lack of interest in Ukraine. There's there is a, there's still 60%, but it has shifted down. There there's a less less momentum towards fighting this till the very end. Less enthusiasm. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Um and diplomatic resolution was the other question in that survey, and it's up to 31% from 25 last year. I mean, you can only imagine as the war drags on that those numbers will continue to shift. People get tired of living in the state, you know, in perpetuity. That makes perfect sense, I think. Um, as of right now, though, um, there is no diplomatic resolution on the on the scene or, or you know, appears to be, you know, coming soon. Um, they're just going to continue to fight it out in this sort of war of attrition. And that's what we're locked into right now. I, I mean, can you make sense of anything of everything that I keep seeing of how this is all being orchestrated by Putin to create chaos so that he can eventually wage his peace? <laughs> I mean, so understanding Putin's motives here are very challenging. He might as well be an AI in a black box. Um, <laughs> very difficult to. I mean, there, so I guess there's two sides, right? There's people that are saying that he's playing 3D chess and that uh, he has a plan and he understands where he's going and, and he's doing all this to, you know, so recreate the Soviet Republic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the other side, which is just like Putin is just a crazy man locked in a tower um, who has no concept of what's actually happening. Uh, I don't know. I find myself somewhere in the middle there. But again, it's impossible to to really uh, there's there's a way for us to know like what he's really thinking or what he, what his intentions are. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't connect the dots. People keep saying like smart people are saying like, you know, just so all this division, let the West run out of ammo. I mean, that's the only part that makes sense. Sure. The West running out of ammo. We'll find a way to get more ammo. Yeah. I don't think it's true. Uh, I think this is where I normally ask a question and ended on an upbeat note. Oh, all right. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ben wonders was upset that I don't know if you followed my stories, but I went to Wendy's after I talked about the double, double bay Che last week. Uh-huh. I got a double bacon cheeseburger. It was just, it looked like Donald Trump's hair hanging off of it instead of the, the, the what is that? Lettuce. It was mm-hmm. horrible. He, he agreed that Wendy's <laughs> fell gone off. Downhill. Yeah, but it is the it's best. Oh, hold on. I copy and pasted his text. Oh. They're the best value in fast food. Unfortunately, I can't find a Wendy's doing what they're supposed to anymore. I amen, brother. Um, <laughs> That's not how we're you know, doing. Dave died, and then what? You know, yeah, they started cutting corners, right? The yeah. burger's not as square as it used to be. <laughs> it's more of a decahedron or something. <laughs> decahedron, <laughs> not going out on decahedrons. God damn it! <laughs> fine. All right, man. this is a lot of fun. I, we, no, managed, fun we managed to do a reasonably length episode. Oh, Thrash it? said he doesn't care. We can do the longest show ever, so we're gonna do we'll do one long show for one person one day. There we go. All right, man. Drive All right, safe, that was fun, man. Yep. Cheers. Talk to you in a couple days. <laughs> When a guy's banging you, y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, my God. Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. So what in the world is this? Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> How great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.